This is Late Afternoon Gaming playing Curse of Strahd, a Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition module. We're on Session 2. If you missed the last episode, it's available wherever you're listening to this one. If that doesn't interest you, we do give a brief summary of Session 1 a few minutes into the show. Thanks for listening. Okay, uh, I'll kick us off with some slightly off-topic stuff. So I was at the grocery store this week and I got recognized for the first time. You know, an older man approached me and said, oh my God, are you Duncan from Late Afternoon Gaming? And he had me sign his belly uh, with a Sharpie. And then he asked me, hey, what is your recording setup? I'm really interested in how you guys do your thing. So, Shepard, would, uh, would you please explain that to the audience? Yeah, I've also had to answer this question publicly many times over the past few weeks. In addition to, the only question I got asked more than that is, when are you posting the next episode? But our recording setup is, <laughs> everybody is in their their own house <laughs> in different parts of the world, recording into Audacity while we do this over Discord. Uh, and then I put them all in one Audacity file and painstakingly make sure nobody interrupts each other <laughs> and then uh, I put music over it and I publish it. That's it. Truly incredible and inspiring. Yes. Thank you for your answer. The other interesting question I got this week was uh, I was grocery shopping a second time and a young woman, uh, I saw her unconscious on the floor and I began performing CPR and uh, after she was revived, uh, the first words out of her mouth were are you Duncan from Late Afternoon Gaming? And could you explain your Foundry server setup? Uh, so, nerf. <laughs> Take it away. Wow. So I, I actually get asked this question quite often about how the server setup for uh, Foundry uh, is for Late Afternoon Gaming. And it is uh, my old laptop sitting in the floor in our storage room running Foundry. And that's it. <laughs> wow. Has the yep. budget been approved for the upgrades, the, the Commodore 64 server upgrade? That's right. It's running a whopping 256 megabytes of RAM. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, we spared no expense. We have two two Raspberry Pis hooked up. <laughs> Not with connected. An optical cable. Next to each other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're, they're, they're taped to each other. And they're, right. since they're in proximity, they share data via osmosis. Well, they're right next to each other and they are facing the same direction, which I think is what they call parallel processing. That's correct. Mm -hmm. No, you're exactly right there. Yeah. In all seriousness, though, I thought I'd break down kind of what tools we're using and how we're running this since it, it since it's audio and we're inevitably going to slip up and say things like move that over there instead of being descriptive. So uh, we are running all the maps and tokens and things like that on Foundry, like Nerve described. We are communicating over Discord and some of the handouts are going through Discord as well. And then we are rolling a few different ways. I am using uh, the Beyond 20 plug-in to use D&D Beyond and roll into the Foundry, but I think a couple of other people are using Dice. Yeah, so I, I actually um, imported my character from D&D Beyond into Foundry um, using the the D&D Beyond importer module in Foundry, and I do most of my rules in Foundry. Um, 
but I do have uh, a pair of dice ready for important rolls. Yeah, I've got all my dice this time rather than clicking, so we can get the, the ASMR. Uh, oh, nice. I think it'll be really good. Yeah, brilliant. I'm doing... Oh, I realized last time I said brilliant too much, so I'm not going to do that this time. I like it. I think it's pretty brilliant. Pay attention to how often I say excellent, and you'll get a lot more comfortable with your own faults. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm just doing it all in Foundry. I because I'm using a custom character, I can't use D and D Beyond or a custom class, mm. uh, which I will not be doing in the future because it's a huge pain in the ass. So, <laughs> but I just have it built in Foundry, and I just do it all from Foundry. Yeah, it's funny. I have never played at another table where the DM or the GM was cool with people like rolling their own dice off screen. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I don't know how common cheating at the table is. As a DM, I feel pretty secure that I could kill any player at any time, so I, I'm not that worried about it. <laughs> yeah. I have a strict uh, three cheats per session rule. No, that's really that's really nice how you limit yourself like that. Yeah. That's pretty fair, I think. It's like having the luck feat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just even it. more powerful. Uh huh. Yeah. And everybody knows how balanced the luck feat is, so if you yeah. can emulate that, you're in good shape. Hey, and you know what? I haven't explicitly banned it at, at, at this table or in this game. That's true. So. It's your fault. It's just that nobody has, uh, nobody's ever used it, so you haven't had to yet. No, that's true, and I think what I would do is remain silent about it until you tried to exercise it, and then go, "Oh, what? Like you, you took luck as if." And then I would, you know, I would hopefully get you into a point where you were, you desperately needed it, and were counting on using it, and then I would take it away from you and try to make you out to be the bad guy. Right, and then I'd say, "Well, can I can I take a different feat?" Then you go, "No, no. <laughs> we can talk about this after the session." Yeah, you should have known better. Yeah. Now you're going to pay for it. <laughs> what a bummer. But yeah, you know, anyway, back to the original topic. I, I just, there's been so much excitement about this podcast that I thought I would, you know, pull the curtain back a little bit for the super fans. Mm -hmm. uh, we have literal integer values of views. <laughs> it's a real milestone. Uh -huh. Well, based on some of the people I saw at the grocery store, I'm, I'm not sure it's an integer value. Are you saying some of them are larger than life or, or, or somewhat subhuman? Or are you saying that some of them are irrational? I, it, it's a combination of both, but I don't think it shakes out to a whole number. Oh, okay. Huh. So, now that we're done with that amusing diversion, and, you know, I have a week to plan another one for the next session. <laughs> why don't you guys summarize what happened in the last session while I frantically read my notes. All right, I will do that. So, last session, we started with our characters that we had been using in the session zero, level five characters. Previously, they had done the Death House story hook for Curse of Strahd. The session started with those three characters arriving at Castle Ravenloft, the home of Strahd, the vampire. The Vampire Lord of Barovia. We talked to Strahd, and he was asking us questions about uh, what what we thought about the Death House. You know, did we find it engaging? Did we find it scary? Did we find the uh, the children compelling? Did we find the fights difficult? Things like that. I'm trying to seemed like he was trying to get an assessment of how how good it was uh, as a as like an adventure 
kind of thing. So he lamented that he was not able to witness us engaging with the enemies in the house. Uh, and we offered to uh, show him, like, hey, just bring us back. He said that won't be necessary and summoned uh, the Shambling Mound monster uh, for us to fight. Uh, two of the characters started fighting. It's one of the characters, Nerf's character, uh, Zerkak, started fighting Strahd instead. Um, and, you know, I had him really on the ropes, but just wasn't able to quite finish the job, now, unfortunately. Which, Strahd, which was badass, by the way. Strahd got some yeah. pretty lucky rolls there. Um, but anyway. Any other day, it would have been different. But, uh, yeah, Strahd, Strahd took the luck feat, unfortunately. So... While Nerf's character Zerkak was uh, wailing, <laughs> uh, you know, beating his head against a brick wall, as they say, uh, my character, uh, Sir Darren Grasenby, and Jack's character, Walker, were fighting the Shambling Mound. Uh, in the end, we barely managed to kill the Shambling Mound before Strahd killed, like, all of us. And uh, we became uh, part of his uh, undead army, presumably. Uh, Fade to Black... And we reopen at a an inn or a tavern in Daggerford, a small village on the Sword Coast, where three level one heroes are hanging out waiting for an adventure to find them. And it does. Uh, as the three characters, uh, my character, Light of Dawn, the tabaxi spellblade, uh, Cockabee, Nerf's character, the goblin uh, grave cleric, and uh, Aizen... Jack's character, who is a half-orc barbarian, I think? That's correct. Uh, we're waiting in a tavern. Uh, this uh, fancy-looking Vistani man comes in, gives us a letter, uh, and, you know, leaves quickly after leaving a giant bag of gold on the on the innkeep's bar or whatever. I don't know. Uh, the letter was summoning us to Barovia, where it said that... Uh, there was, it was from the Burgomeister, or Burgomaster, or whatever, um, Indirovich Kolyana, is that, that was his name, asking us for help because, uh, the, his love, Irina Kolyana, was being, uh, beset by evil, um, and, uh, was asking for our help. So, we went, uh, and ended up traveling through, uh, a dense fog that took us to Barovia, entered the gates, Found a dead body that had a similar letter, but instead of, uh, instead of saying, well, it had a couple differences. Basically, it was saying that Arena had been bitten by a vampire, and that this land should be forsaken, and that, uh, if we were real cool guys, we would just leave and have, uh, Holy Light destroy this entire land. Uh, but we carried on, <laughs> uh, found the, I believe this town is called Barovia. Um, That's not confusing or anything, is it? Yeah, <laughs> but it's also the name of the the land that we are in. Um, that uh, so we we found this town, ended up finding Irina, and finding out a couple things from her. One, uh, she was in fact bitten by a vampire, but she's fine. Two, Strahd has been terrorizing her in particular and her town in general. Um, that terrorization, uh, or terrorism, if you will. Uh, ended up killing Indirovich Kolyana, the man who summons us here. So, quick quick correction. It's Kolyan Indirovich. Indirovich Kolyana is what I was saying? You're right. <laughs> uh, it's not confusing. Uh, Indirovich... Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Close enough. Anyway, the Burgomaster uh, died, and his daughter Irina 
wants him buried, but she has been constantly harassed by the agents of Strahd, which she claims to be basically every every creature that's thrown around here to include wolves, witches, zombies, bats, whatever. Uh, we offered to help. We said, hey, we'll walk you to the cemetery so we can bury this old guy because he's just sitting in your living room right now. Um, and that was pretty much where we ended. We also found out that we can't leave Barovia, that we're, we're trapped in a pocket dimension, which is somewhat unfortunate, but we decided that we would carry on regardless. I think I pretty much hit everything. Was there something I missed? I would say, like, not only can we not leave, but our souls are trapped here. So there's not even, like, an afterlife escape. Perhaps, yes. That might have just been, uh, you know, artful wording, but I guess we may find out later. But I think that was pretty much it. We did make out with uh, 25 gold worth of silver dust, though, which is a pretty good start. That's right. <clears throat> oh, we're, we're totally going to use it. We're, we're going to pocket it and mm-hmm. use, it, use it later to put silver on our swords. Okay. Uh, very nice summary. I believe I promised the primary note-taker an inspiration. So, Shepard, congratulations. Take that inspiration. Definitely haven't taken any notes. I just uh, listened to the podcast many times uh, in addition to making it. So I just remember what happened. Well, you know what? I take it back I'll, then. I'll no, take I'll it keep if you don't ins- want it. I'll, I'll keep the inspiration. For sure. <laughs> you make a luck roll to see if you keep that inspiration. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. First roll of the night. And make sure you're yeah. honest about it. You never should have told the truth. Seven. Lucky number seven. Okay. Well, I guess you can keep it then. That's what you need. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. For the sake of clarity, I don't care what die you roll, but we're going to say odds are lucky and evens aren't. Okay. Um, okay. So if you roll a 20, you fail. <laughs> you roll a 20, you fail. If you roll a 1, you succeed. Everything's upside down in Barovia. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I, I put a map out that I think I forgot to give you guys last time. Uh, is this your first time seeing the town map? It is. Yeah, we didn't have this last time. Okay, mm-hmm. and then I, I reposted the um, cool, like, ambient image in the chat. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, just... Any given part of the town, this is roughly what you're looking at. You've got a... It's very bleak. Uh, You can see that off in the distance, um, and this is to the northwest, Castle Ravenloft is visible on top of its spire, when the fog allows you to see that far. Um, The houses are rickety, ramshackle, wooden houses. Some have boarded up windows, and... uh, Every once in a while, you'll see one that is well illuminated. More frequently, you'll see just a little bit of candlelight, and many of them are entirely dark, and it's not clear whether or not they're inhabited. Loud voices are uncommon. You will hear the occasional conversation. Uh, More frequently, you'll just hear whispers that tend to hush uh, when footsteps come by, and then a whole lot of silence. And the streets are muddy, uh, a lot of standing water. It's it's just generally a really dreary place. Which house had Gertruda in it? So you are right here. You are at the southernmost large house at the end of the street that runs north to south. Uh, and I'll uh, throw the description at you again. A weary-looking mansion squats behind a rusting iron fence. The iron gates 
are twisted and torn. The right gate lies cast aside, while the left sl swings lazily in the wind. The stuttering squeal and clang of the gate repeats with mindless precision. Weeds choke the ground and press with menace upon the house itself. Yet, against the walls, the growth has been tramped down to create a path all about the domain. Heavy claw markings have stripped the once beautiful finish of the walls. Great black marks tell of the fires that have assailed the mansion. Not a pane nor a shard of glass stands in any window. All the windows are barred with planks, each one marked with stains of evil omen. And so that is the description of the Burgomaster's Mansion. You are actually inside, and so uh, standing in the entryway with Irina Koliana, you can see that uh, the interior is well furnished, but everything shows signs of great wear. Uh, the windows are boarded up, presence of holy symbols everywhere, and then in the sitting room off to the side, uh, her father lies on the floor, dead. Take it away. Uh so we, at the end of last session, we established that we were going to help her transport this to the cemetery. However, we've also been walking for a very, very long time and haven't really rested at all. Uh, so around what time is it? Right now, it is mid-morning. Mid-morning. Okay, but we've been we've been walking for like a day and a half or something. Uh, something like that. Yeah, because uh, the time didn't map quite right onto... Like, you, you left in the morning from Daggerford and walked for some indeterminate amount of time, found yourself in Barovia, and it's been gloomy enough that it's it's just very difficult for you to gauge what time of day it is, and you actually had to ask Arena. Okay, so it, what I'm asking is, are we tired to the point that we really need to rest or else we're going to start taking exhaustion? Yes, that's a good question. Yes, you are. Okay, then we should probably rest. I turn to Arena and say, uh, my dear, is there a place that we can stay around here. We have been, we are eager to help you with your task, but we need to be at 100% if uh, the beasts are going to harass us, as you have suggested. Is there somewhere we can, we can rest up before we uh, go about this task? She nods at you and says, you're welcome to stay here, but I can't promise you any safety. This house frequently comes under attack. If you well, all the better that we are here. Then. Prefer to stay somewhere else. Uh, is anywhere else safer? I... yes. The Blood of the Vine Tavern. I figure we should stick with you. Yeah, we, we will huddle up for the night. If, if you are alright with hosting us, then we will stay. She thinks for a second and then smiles and says, This house hasn't seen guests in a long time. I would be happy to have you. Uh, excellent. Uh, Kakobi, go get some wood for the fireplace and, uh, you know, we will... We will scrounge around. Do, do you have food? We can we can go out and get some food real quick so we can have a good dinner. Yeah, yeah, right away. I'll, I'll go grab some wood. Um, is is he is he gonna be all right in there for another day? Yes. Nothing nothing more can happen to him now. Yes. I know you have been uh, uh, trapped right. in this house for a while, so I, I suspect that you do not have fresh food of any kind, and no. we we can assist with that. Again, I the blood of the vine. Okay. Uh, Eisen, will you grab the uh, the reusable grocery bags and, and we can go get some, uh, you know, get some goods? Yeah, Eisen's very environmentally conscious, so he has several on him. Yeah, I suspected um, he might. So where's the blood of the vine on the map? So, a uh, little bit of reference. You guys walked into the town here. 
so that's over on the eastern side, right, and walked down the main road to this junction. The house that you heard the screaming and crying coming from was here, so that is on the road headed south towards the Burgomaster's mansion, near the main intersection. Okay. And then the Blood of the Vine. Uh, Irina says the Blood of the Vine Tavern is just up the road, past the intersection on the right. Okay, so it's this very large building right at the the major intersection near the center of the town. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then Eisen will trot on out. Anything? Anything we want to get? What? What's the? I, I hesitate to ask. Is there a? Is there something that's particularly good that's growing around here? She says, um, the the tavern is known for its wine, although I can't I can't say how it compares. All right, fair play. I'll just grab whatever looks good to me. And all right, I just trot on out. Yeah, I I follow and I'm I'm listing off the ingredients that that I think would be good if we can get that our hands on some uh, potatoes and some, some skooma, uh, <laughs> some onions and some kind of meat uh, and some water and some bread. We can make a good uh, make a good stew. That should be that should be sufficient. I'm into that. So we're we're just we're walking down the street, you know. Talking shop about our favorite recipes. Okay. Now, as you walk past that same house here, you continue to hear that same hysterical sobbing. And if you continue walking, you know, it, it eventually just fades out as you get far enough away. We Should we look into that? Gertruda. Alleged Gertruda. Is that... We, we can try again. She, she did not seem willing or able to give information. Not not that I do not care about her problems. I, I do, but, you know, I cannot help if... We, we might want to ask about that later. Okay, we can we can ask Irina and, and come back. Yeah. And uh, Light, Light of Dawn frowns, but continues walking. Okay. Before long, you cross the intersection, and you see that a single shaft of light thrusts illumination into the main square, its brightness looking like a solid pillar in the heavy fog. Above the gaping doorway, a sign hangs precariously askew, proclaiming this to be the Blood on the Vine Tavern. What What does the Blood on the Vine mean? I am unfamiliar. With it's this. equating grapes with blood, I guess. I, I guess that makes sense. Well, whatever. It's fine. Uh, yeah. We'll wander in and be ready for vampires. <laughs> it's a sexy vampire den. Oh my god. Oh no. Oh yes. So we'll we'll walk in. And we look around, and we're going to try to find, I guess, the barkeeper. What's it, what's it look like in here? So you walk in, and you see it looks like a, a tavern like any other tavern. You've been here a million times. and um, There's a, a long bar uh, with a, a man behind it. Uh, he seems like a stout, short kind of guy. And you can see that he is mindlessly cleaning glasses one after another as you're coming in. There's no one sitting at the bar. Near the door, there are three colorful-looking characters. Women dressed in the same garb that you saw. The character that brought you on this whole adventure. The one that came to the to the tavern in Daggerford. So, similar style, a lot of similar features, and they are quietly talking amongst themselves and then in the far corner uh, in a booth you see a young man sitting by himself sipping wine uh, seemingly not doing anything minding his own business 
Okay. Well, we're gonna follow his example and mind our own business for now, or at least that's Eisen's plan. Yeah, deal with the task at hand, which is get some get some ingredients. So, hello, bartender. Uh, we're looking to pick up some supplies, maybe some uh, fresh vegetables and meat. Do some do some cooking. What do you have on hand? So, he's slow to react. You know, you, as you begin talking to him, he keeps taking this same rag and wiping down. It looks like the same glasses over and over, like he just starts over when he's done. About halfway through your sentence, he finally looks up at you, and his eyes get wide, looking at the looking at the group. When you finish asking your question, he just stares with his mouth open for a few seconds, and then he says, well, We have uh, potatoes and uh, leeks and um, uh, uh, some cheeses. Radishes. That sounds great. Um, Have any meat? Uh, got some wolf. Okay. Really? What mushrooms? I get some nice umami in there. I don't know how I feel about wolf. I, I, sounds, I sounds gamey. I don't think we have any uh mushrooms. No pork or beef. Eisen's very tactful, and he says, "I noticed you looked very surprised when you saw us. Why?" Uh, no reason. Oh, okay, 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 I mean, great. Well, I'd like some potatoes and leeks and, uh, what do you say, radishes? I feel like if we already have potatoes, we don't need radishes. It's good to get some variety. Let's get the radishes and then go ahead and give us some wolf. I've never tried it, but, you know, maybe it's good. Potatoes and radishes are very different. Yes, I agree. So let me get some of those and some wolf, please. Radishes are purple. All right, my Mm, friend. Potatoes can be. I start getting some money I say... Do us a favor and just get the ingredients for us, okay? Uh, <laughs> okay. And he slowly shuffles into a, a back room and comes back a few minutes later with a sack. Uh, it looks like a, it's got generous portions of everything. Okay. I I flip a gold at him uh, and I say, keep the change. He... Take a vacation. (laughs) Uh, He bites it, uh, and it seems pretty wowed by the gold coin, and says, let me get a a pitcher of of our wine for you. Can we get something that, is is the pitcher that has, a bottle would be better because we're going to be walking back. I'll, I'll get you one of our growlers. Okay. (laughs) That's, that's what we'll do. There we go. (laughs) Uh, he brings you back a uh, large growler that says Wizard of Wines on it. Is that a, is that a local brand, this uh, Wizard of It has wine? a picture of a large rooster on it. We've uh-huh. recently established a partnership. So so it is local? Yes. Okay, interesting. Cool. Uh, see you later. And Eisen takes the stuff, looks around to see. Use a little. Here's, here's Eisen's problem. Just tossing gold around with a bunch of people in the bar that we don't know. And how did they how did they respond to gold? Uh, no one appeared to react at all. Oh, okay. Well, that's interesting for a different reason. Um, let's get out of here. Yes, let's. Okay. All righty, everybody. We will see you around. And then <laughs> they just leave. A pleasure to meet you all. <laughs> okay. And uh, on your way out, as you, as you walk down the street... A moaning sob floats through the still gray streets, coloring your thoughts with sadness. 
The sounds flow from a dark two-story townhouse. <laughs> Is it Gertruda again? Yeah, it's, you don't really make out any words, but, you know, it's just these It's songs. the same house, though. Yeah, it's the same house. I'd say okay. this for, you know, no reason yeah. but to add flavor, of course. Sure, of course. Mm-hmm. So we're going to uh-huh. go knock on the door again. Yeah. Knock, knock, knock. Hello? Okay, you knock Hello and the, the sobbing abruptly stops. We brought wine and potatoes. <laughs> what? Hey, what uh, What are you sobbing about? Is there something? Is there something wrong? And if so, can we help? Have you seen my Gertruda? What does Gertruda look like? She's a beautiful teenage girl. Definitely have not seen her. When? What? When did you last see her? How long has she been gone? A week ago. Have you? Have you left your house since then? No. Where might she have gone? You're not going to find her in there. It's not safe. All right. Do you know anything about where she might have gone or disappeared to? No. Okay. Well, well we'll let you know. We will keep we our eyes open. Thank you. What is your name? Mary. Mary. All right, Mary. If we see Gertruda, we will ask around for her. And if we see her, could we, you, will, uh, we will... Could you ask around even if you don't see her? You know what? I will do that just for you because you asked so nicely. Have a good day. <laughs> and uh, we continue our, our march south to, to Irina's place. Her moaning sobs start up again. Okay. <laughs> uh, how, how did Kakabi make out with uh, getting some firewood? Yeah, do, I need to, do I need to roll for wood? Yeah, make a woodcutting check. Make a woodcutting check. Is that the same as a wood check? No. Not quite. Ooh. Oh, that is a great woodcutting roll. Eight. Eight woods. Um, so, as you make your way out of the house and you're moving around on the ground, you see that the there are a lot of imposing-looking trees, but the closer you get to a lot of them, it seems like a lot of dead wood. Like, to the point that you're a little nervous about um, cutting any, into anything big because it might just fall over on top of you. Uh, but... Uh, you're able to find uh, some pretty big stuff and drag it back to the front of the house. Nice. Well, <clears throat> let's see. Can I, is there like an axe around here? Um, start chopping this stuff up? Yeah, you're able to find an axe. Okay. What is... Can I get just a description of like what the outside of the house looks like as far as the defenses she's set up? She really hasn't set up any defenses. You know, the windows are boarded, but it looks to you like... The things that have been... It, it looks like on a regular basis, the house gets creatures or people or something like right up on top of it that claw it, beat it, you know, torch it, whatever, but never actually go inside. Huh. Wow, that's uh, that's kind of weird. Better stay close, Goldie. As he's chopping up that wood, we, uh, we roll back with our bag of ingredients. Nice. How's it going, Huckabee? Hey, uh, some, this place is spooky. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Those trees are all dead. I don't know. It's, the stuff around the house, I mean, it looks like, looks like things are trying to get inside, but like never actually do. I don't know. It's weird. Well, it bodes well for our security tonight, then. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. It's some pretty scary-looking scratches, so... Yes, well, steal yourself, because... Uh... <laughs> we will probably <laughs> hear something about it tonight. Well, no, I, I don't. I don't steal anything. No, not anymore. Ah, uh, well, mm. then then embolden yourself, perhaps. <laughs> oh, oh, I, I got it. I got it. All right. 
Uh, do you need any help with that wood? Or, uh, uh, no, I just got it. I was about to bring it inside and, and get a fire going so we can be nice and warm. It's a little damp and cold here. It's the worst kind of cold. You know, you can get sick. Gotta be careful. Yes. Well, agreed. All right, let's yeah, head back uh, yeah, in. Yeah, let's, let's head back in and start a fire, yeah. Aizen is already chopping veg when you get inside. Mm-hmm. I assume he's a master chef. Oh, yeah. He has, um... He's got his battle axe, but doesn't really sharpen it at all because it's heavy enough it doesn't need it all of his sharpening equipment is for uh for his chef's knife that he kind of carries in his back pocket there yeah big old cleaver immaculately clean i'm sure yeah it's it's like you know the suit like when you see a sushi chef and they just sort of like cut these razor thin chunks of cucumber and you're like how how are they doing that Mm -hmm. it's that so i'm gonna with the uh wolf meat is there any bone in it no, it looks like... They got it from boneless wolves. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's, it's wolf breast, actually. Yeah. It's wings. <laughs> ah, interesting. <laughs> so I'm going to try to take the fat, then. Uh, I'm going to try to get a uh, like a broth started. Because mm. uh, I'm going to try to make a stew over the fireplace. Nice. We got, we got flour? Can we make let's, a roux? Yeah, let's get really in detail about the cooking. Yeah. I want this to mm. dominate the session. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Give me some Perfect. cumin. Yeah, what yeah. kind of uh, what kind of spice cabinet does uh, Arena have? Hey, Arena, you got any salt? She's a big Hot Ones how fan. About, how about She's some cumin? A... She does have a complete Hot Ones collection. <laughs> All right, we cook stew. It's delicious. Nice. How's Arena looking? Does she seem comfortable? She said this is her first time housing guests in a while. She is a little standoffish so she's been hanging out on the periphery like she she you know you guys have been kind of effortlessly working on putting this meal together uh you know she as soon as you guys introduced yourselves you very quickly set about you know kakabin went and got the wood and then light of dawn and aizen both you know got these ingredients and came back and now you're laughing and making this meal and she seems uh simultaneously like pleased to have, you know, people around the house, but a little, a little shyer than you remember her being when you initially met. Eisen turns to her and says, "Hey, why, why don't you come over and help us taste test? We think it's almost ready." Yeah, she she smiles at that, and uh, I'm assuming you like hand her a spoon or something. Oh yeah, and trying to get her involved. Okay, yeah. So uh, she she gives it a taste and gives like a happy kind of shiver and just goes. Mm. Oh, that that tastes a lot better than anything I've had in a while. What have you been eating if you've been uh, unable to leave the house for a while? She grimaces and and says, I, I, I know I should take better care of myself, but... We, uh, we look at her father's body and his leg is missing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. He seems somewhat shriveled. She touches her neck again. <laughs> Stale bread. Oh my dear! Uh, see is, where we where we come from. They're called croutons, and they're very <laughs> elegant. Well, my dear, uh, you know I'm glad that, that we can you know render assistance in this way. Uh, all right. Well, I think it's about ready. Why don't uh, why don't we get some bowls out and uh, I'll uh, I'll eat last. And uh, Light of Dawn uh, pulls out his guitar and starts you know playing a, a nice little tune while everyone else eats. Oh, what's on the docket today? Yeah, what does he play? It was Freebird last time. Dust in the wind. <laughs> no, something a little lighter. So it's a little bleak. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um. Uh. Let's see. Eisen says, um, "Play some Cardi B." <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, it's it's not. If we're going with Kansas, it'll be uh, 
uh, Glimpse of Home. Uh-huh. Oh, I think that, that's, very nice. That's a, that's a good one for this. Nice. Um, Light of Dawn has a beautiful uh, falsetto. All my life I knew you were waiting. <laughs> Great. Uh, uh, she she sheds a a tear and says, "My father loved progressive rock." Mm-hmm. Wow, it trans it it really breaks down boundaries, you know. Let the truth be known. She says, "That's enough." <laughs> I, I can't take yeah, stop doing that. <laughs> yeah. And uh yeah, the the stew's a big hit. It turns out really well. What uh how much did you guys make? Was this like enough for one meal or is it We're well we're gonna turn it into infinity stew, you know, where it's just like every day you come home you toss yeah, you, like nice. put some more water in and you toss some more stuff in. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. We turn the burner on low and we just mm-hmm. you know, we leave it simmering so it'll it'll be real if there were any bones, the meat would be falling off. Mm. Uh, but, you know, we might be able to get some later. Okay. But we got enough ingredients that we can probably do this again a couple more times. Nice. Um, so, uh, after savoring this delicious meal, uh, she she says, you, you must be tired. Um, there, are, there are bedrooms upstairs. Uh, take any one you like. There, none of them are used. Not anymore. I see. And when you're up to it, we'll bury my father. Okay, thank you for your hospitality. It is most welcome. Who has the silver? Cockaby. Okay. As we as we go to the bedrooms, Eisen's gonna be like, so she got bitten by a vampire. Should we like put some silver dust under our door frames? No, it's it's That's garlic. I think you need garlic for vampires. Does silver not do anything? I I don't. I mean, I I don't think. That it would stop a vampire if we just put a line there. If they're wearing shoes, I think that uh, <laughs> it would, uh, you know, it would probably not have much of an effect. Oh, we should have asked the barkeeper if he had garlic. I guess he would have said something if he had some. <laughs> all I'm thinking of is uh, Regis saying that all that does is make humans tastier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, I think we'll be fine. I mean, you use that... Uh, Weird little eyeball trick of yours, didn't you, Cockabee? She's she's clean. She's not undead. Yeah, yeah, no, she didn't. She didn't have a lick of undead on her. Um, not that I licked her, uh, but you know. <laughs> he looks around shiftily. Yeah. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> Wait till tonight, though. <laughs> I got I, I got some holy water. I guess I could splash. No, wait. No, I don't. I just have a holy symbol. I gotta make the holy water. Never, never mind. Never mind. It's so forgetful. Cockamie, come on. Um, all right. Uh, well, I'm I'm going to bed. Yeah, it's exciting. I've never I've never slept in a bed before. This will be fun. Yeah, that that's weird, but you know, cool. All right, I'll see you boys when I wake up. I guess. All right. All right. See you. See you light. Good night, Eisen. Good night, boys. Okay. You guys bed down, and you're pretty exhausted by this point. And uh, you fall asleep just about as soon as your heads hit the pillows. And you have one of those sleeps where it feels like you close your eyes and you open them up, and you're not even sure if you... You wouldn't even be sure you fell asleep unless you... Except that you felt so rested. You know what I mean? But it feels like just an instant passed. The light in the room tells you otherwise. And, uh, you know... 
coincidentally at a, around the same time, although you shouldn't read anything into that. You guys all wake up so we can move the story along. Roger that. Should be about late afternoon at this point, right? Because it was like mid-morning. Uh, it's actually dusk. I see. All right. Yeah, that's fine. All right. Yeah, so this will be good. We'll go find... I don't think I've ever done a funeral at dusk before. Uh, well, first time for everything. Let's find Irina and get the show on the road. How you boys feeling? Refreshed. Pretty well rested. And ready to face the day. That sure was convenient that we all woke up at the same time. Yes, uh, I suspect we will be doing that frequently. Um, if for no other reason than that Goldie Hen will be uh, calling. Yeah, natural alarm clock. Alarm cock. So she's, <laughs> she's a hen, but hens do start crowing. If they're the only, I don't let no facts research, get so. in the way of my jokes. Right, you guys just made this podcast explicit. It's already explicit. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> I, I said I did that immediately because I said so many times. <laughs> no, you uh, said no. bird tweeting noise so many times. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, you walk downstairs, and as you're coming downstairs, you see this the same enigmatic young man. That was drinking by himself at the Blood and Vine Tavern, or Blood of the Vine Tavern, uh, earlier today. Blood and Wine Tavern. The Blood and Wine Tavern. Mm. Toussaint. Perfect. Okay, so this is this is the same guy. Same guy, and he sees you coming down, and then says to someone in the side room, "They've woken up." We sure have. Uh, hello. Hey, uh, who are you? He moves towards you to shake your hand. Uh, and says, hello, I'm Ismark. Hello, Ismark. Uh, is that a first name, last name? And how do you spell that? First name, I-S-M-A-R-K. I see you've already met my sister. Who, uh, Mary? Irina. Oh, of course. Uh, yes, we have. She said that you've agreed to help us bury our father. Hey, where is Without she, the by the way? She's, as you come down the stairs, you see that she's just in that side sitting room okay so she's cool she seems cool with the situation like she's yes okay yeah so presumably he's not lying to us she is giving you no indication that he's lying okay although you can make an insight check if you like i would i was i was immediately suspicious when he started walking towards us to shake our hands what if he walked away from you to shake your hand would that would that be less suspicious well i was just like well you know maybe he's gonna pull a weapon on us I would like to... I'm naturally distrustful at the moment. All right. Make an insight check. So, adjusted 16. Uh, this guy seems all right. Okay. I guess he seems all right. Yeah, in fact, he seems, I don't know, a little more lively than these other dour Barovians that you've bumped into so far. He's a vampire. He's got some soul to him. <laughs> and wink, wink. He, he looks at you and then looks at... Uh, Irina, who's sitting, um, like sitting cross-legged on the floor uh, by the head of her father, and she's just stroking his his head. And Ismark looks at you and says, "I appreciate your offer to help, but we should warn you: if this is your first night in Barovia, this is a dangerous place, and more so at night." Yeah, we a couple of people have told us that now. I think. Yeah, we're, we're, we're tracking. Hey, I do have a question for you, Ismark. Yes. It seems like you are more willing to, you know, leave the house. Do you live here, by the way? I do. And as the, well, as the new burgomaster, this this will be where I do business, I suppose. Although right. not much is needed doing. 
so Irina has been saying that she's been, you know, being attacked too much or whatever and hasn't been able to leave the house, but you have been able to, right? I mean, we saw you in the tavern yesterday, or earlier today, I should say. Irina and I have differing opinions on this, and she makes kind of a face. He says, it's true that many times this, this house has been disturbed, targeted more than any other place in the village by Strahd's agents. That stopped once my father died. However, oh, I, oh. I don't believe my father was the target. Who do you think was? Irina. Your sister? Ah. And she shakes, his, shakes her head and says, it stopped after he died. And yet you haven't left the house since then? He says, I don't want her leaving the house. Not, oh, I see. Not unless she has protection. And he, he looks at her and says, I know you don't want to hear this. But he wants you for some reason. And and we need to get you out of here. Is there a way to leave? I, I was under the impression from our discussion before that uh, that's kind of off the table. He looks at you and says, well, while it's, while it's true that there's no leaving Barovia, there are places within Barovia that are safer. Uh, we, we literally live in the shadow of Castle Ravenloft here. And I, my hope is that someplace safer, I, I, I don't know, that we could find someplace safer for her. So do you have any clue of what kind of place that might be? Uh, he says, let me check my notes. <laughs> I light her down and waits patiently. Mm-hmm. Uh, he quickly responds to your initial question. Yes, I would have her taken to Valaki, which is a settlement in the heart of the valley, beyond Castle Ravenloft's view. And I hope... Wallachia, well, you said. Beyond the reach of Strahd. <laughs> All right. And how far away did you say that was? Mm, several days' march, I would think. Mm, interesting. All right. Well, not something we can accomplish today, then, anyway. Uh, but what we can accomplish today, and I, I clap him on the shoulder winningly, is the burial of your father. He claps your shoulder and says, Tonight, you mean? Y- yes. Yes, that, that's what I meant. I, I, I use my other arm to clap his shoulder, his other shoulder, so I'm, I'm double clapping. He triple claps you. Oh my god. <laughs> he says... We're, we're brothers now. Thank you. His foot just comes up and rests on your shoulder, <laughs> like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. <laughs> How did uh, we get I, here? I release him from my grip and say, alright, are there any other... Uh, oh, one, where are we, where are we taking... Uh, this body, by the way. Is there a cemetery nearby or yes. something like that? Yes, the cemetery is up this road to the north on the edge of town. Okay, so not terribly far. And we will be basically in town the whole time. Yes, although that does not offer as much protection as you might think. Sure. Uh, and if anything were to happen, I would not expect anyone to help us. Well, hopefully we won't need any, but uh, we are... You know, capable warriors. I'm sure we should be okay, right, boys? Oh, sure, sure. Right, Eisen? I've never felt safer. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Uh, well, is there any you point mean in waiting? Brilliant. I did not mean brilliant. <laughs> uh, is there anything else we need to do to prepare, or are we ready to go now? No, we're ready. And he looks to Arena and says, "Let's wrap him up. Do you have the sheet?" And uh, she stands up, and you can see that there's a tear running down her face, and she says, yes. And she holds out a folded sheet, and uh, the two of them lay out the sheet, pick up their father, 
and then wrap him. And Ismark looks at the three of you and says, would one of you help me carry him? Sure. Eisen's all over it. Absolutely. Well, I, I've got experience with dead bodies and stuff, you know, <laughs> being a grave player. Eisen steps back. I don't want to get in the way. Um, I don't, he's, I don't, also, he's also two feet tall, and so it, it's, it's basically just like dragging it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all right. I'll be all right. Um, yes. So it's like, is there like coffins there, or are we just not doing a coffin? I, I don't know what your customs are. Uh, Ismark squints at you and says, yes, there are coffins there. Cockby says, how much touching before it becomes impolite? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a goblin cultural thing. Yeah. And he indicates to Eisen that he should help. And then I imagine Cockby like runs underneath. <laughs> he's, he's hanging from it. Yeah. <laughs> Mouth <laughs> open, just yeah. desperately hoping for some drips. Yeah. And they, uh, the whole group heads outside. As you make your way out onto the street... The place looks even creepier at night. Uh, and the contrast between the bits of light you can see and the darkness and the fog occasionally obscuring the moonlight uh, is very eerie. And um, there's a bit of drizzle as well. And so you make your way up the street. Uh, oh, do any of you guys have lanterns? I'll, I'll light a torch. Oh. I'll, I'll kind of like... I got, yeah, I got torches. I'll lead, I'll lead the procession. Since I can't carry the body at some point. (laughs) Okay, so you you go past the intersection, past the Blood of the Vine Tavern, and uh, eventually arrive at the church. Atop a slight rise against the roots of the pillar stone that supports Castle Ravenloft stands a gray, sagging edifice of stone and wood. This church has obviously weathered the assaults of evil for centuries on end and is worn and weary. A bell tower rises toward the back, and flickering light shines through holes in the shingled roof. The rafters strain feebly against their load. The heavy wooden doors of the church are covered with claw marks and scarred by fire. Uh, I approach. Okay. And as you come closer, Ismark just beats on the door with his foot uh, because he's holding his father, and, and he shouts, Father! Father, we're here! And... After a few seconds, you hear a little bit of shuffling, and then the door is open, revealing a ten-foot-wide, twenty-foot-long hall leading to a brightly lit chapel. I thought you were going to say that there's a a ten-foot-tall, twenty-foot-wide person. Oh my god. The hall is... uh, The hall itself is unlit and reeks of mildew. Four doors, two on each side of the hall, lead to adjacent chambers. You can see that the chapel is strewn with debris, and you hear a soft voice from within reciting a prayer. And that doesn't make sense because he answered the door. <laughs> <laughs> you don't hear a soft voice from within reciting a prayer. Maybe he's just really fast. <laughs> this guy is the one who answered the door. Um, so he is a pudgy, pudgy dude with a big nose. Uh, looks like his hair is thinning. Big bags under his eyes. Bulging eyes. Um, and he just looks absolutely defeated. Uh, as he leads you in and you hear the they're just cobwebs everywhere and you hear the door or not the door the uh floorboards creaking and everything you hear this scream from beneath the floor uh and you hear a young man's voice cry out father i'm starving and uh his reaction to this is just to grimace 
and to close his hey. eyes, and he and says Kenya, like a silent prayer. Kenya, explain, Whoa, uh, wait, what's, uh, what's going on with that? He sighs and says, best to ignore it. Mm, uh, I don't know if it's really an option. It's, yeah. it's not yeah. something that I can just ignore. Perhaps you could explain a little bit first? He lets out a deep breath and says, I, my, my son is dead. Okay, he sounded a bit alive. Um, As you're saying that, you hear the voice scream, Father, I'm hungry! Yes, uh, perhaps a little more uh, elaboration is in order. order. Uh, dead people don't talk like that. And Light of Dawn is looking stern at this point. Eisen cuts, home, cuts in and says, Sorry for your loss. He says, Thank you. My, my son was, like so many others, tricked into opposing Strahd by the wizard. None survived, but my son's fate was the cruelest of all. And, well, I, I can't let him feed, of course, the Night Mother... What he wants is a sin against the Night Mother. Are you saying that he has been turned into a vampire? He puts his head in his hands and looks up at you and says, it's, it's not his fault. He was doing the right thing. And if, if I help him, if, if he does not give in to his temptation, then he can still be saved. Uh, just a technical question. When you say saved, do you mean... Like, he will actually get, be okay physically, or you mean his soul will not be damned? He chokes up a little bit and says, I don't know. What uh, mm. What wizard tricked your son? I, he had no name, or not one that he gave us. He came here from some faraway place, dressed in black. I don't know anymore. Many, mm. many followed him, but it was a fool's errand. No, no one can oppose Strahd. I want to check this guy out, and I just want to see, one, does he seem like he's, like, sane? Uh, and is he, like, telling the truth, or is he, like, does he have someone, you know, who is, you know, perfectly healthy, except they are starving, trapped in his basement? Uh, make a insight check. And by A, I mean Anne. I gathered that. Ooh, that's pretty good. Four? This dude seems like he's pretty on the level. He seems like a chill guy. Damn. So you, his son really is a whatever, a vampire, perhaps. I say, I'm so sorry that this has happened. Do you know if there is any way to uh, reverse his condition? He says, I, if he holds out against his thirst, I am sure that the Night Mother would reward him. Mm. To do, to do anything else would be cruel. Uh. Forgive my insensitivity over this. I'm just trying to to gather some information. What uh, you say it would be cruel, you know. Never mind. All right, we we will uh, we will honor your wish, and if I if we find anything that that could help him, we will let you know. Um, we are so sorry that this has happened. But returning to the task at hand, and I indicate the body of the dead burgomaster. Uh, as you're talking, you're interrupted by more screaming. And he, okay. he, like, winces every time he hears it. Perhaps we should... Uh, is there a way that we can move somewhere where there is no screaming or something like that? Uh, he says, yes, let us take the body to the cemetery. Right. I, I nod to Ismark and Arena, and we go wherever Father What's-His-Name leads us. Yeah, so he takes you out back behind the church and brings you to uh, a plot... Uh, the grave is already dug, and he says, 
you can put him there. Uh, Ismark uh, just jumps down and gestures for you to lower the body down to him. All right, I do so. Are there any rights that we should be observing first? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm looking to I'm looking to arena to follow her lead. Here, let me get my stuff set up, um, and I'm gonna get the the powdered silver out and my holy symbol out. Once he's down there, I'm gonna you know make sure he's wrapped up and then kind of like sprinkle the silvered powder on there and draw some symbols. And uh, is there <clears throat> before I finish? Is there anything? you guys want to say also this is going to take like about an hour and 10 minutes so (laughs) buckle in (laughs) father donovich starts offering these extravagant sounding prayers to the night mother and the morning lord uh they're like very flowery and it doesn't sound like his heart is in them uh but they're really long (laughs) arena ismark is there anything you'd like to say about your father uh, Irina is silently crying, and Ismark has his his arm around her, and he says, "Our father was a good man, and and he was a good father, and there was little left unsaid between us. So I hope that we will live up to his example." I know this is a, a difficult time for you, but just remember, you know, death is is part of life. You shouldn't fear it, and you shouldn't try to run from it. We should we should honor those who die and remember that what they fought for and what they wrought in life brought us to where we are now. And we should not forget them. <clears throat> Sorry, first time I've done one of these. Uh, and then I'll go back to my chanting and sprinkling the silvered powder to complete the ritual. Hmm. Light of Dawn is just keeping his head on a swivel, like kind of listening, trying to see if we're about to get attacked or, you know, something like that. As he is doing that, uh, he notices this first very dim, uh, but increasingly bright, eerie green light uh, suffusing the graveyard. Uh, And the rest of you begin to notice it as well. Uh, Both Ismark and Irina, and and also Father Donovich, they they notice, they they appear to notice it, but they don't pay it any mind. Um, But then from this light, uh, not from any particular graves, but just out of thin air, these ghostly figures begin to emerge. Um, uh, and it, it's absolutely silent. Uh, he's the light of dawn is gonna poke Father Donovich on the shoulder and say, "Hey, is this is this normal? Are you seeing this?" He says, "Yes, this is this happens every night." Okay, so what what is happening? If you don't mind sharing, you see wavering images of women toting great swords, woodwise men with slender bows, dwarves with glittering axes, and archaically dressed mages with beards and strange pointed hats. All these and more march forth from the graveyard, their numbers growing by the second. So, uh, you count a hundred figures, and they slowly materialize, and uh, they don't appear to notice you, and they march straight out of the graveyard uh, and across the field away from the town. And uh, Donovich doesn't answer your question immediately and you are, you're spellbound by what you're seeing. And then as the last figure leaves, he whispers to you, he whispers to you that these are, this is the fate of the brave warriors that have tried to 
to defeat Strahd, and that they are doomed to nightly march uh, back up to Castle Ravenloft, and that there's no- nothing anyone can do about it. Interesting. So there have been like a hundred people at least who have tried and failed to do something about Strahd? He nods. Hmm. And by this time, the the spirits are out of you. Hmm, well, that's somewhat of something of a bummer, but won't let it get me down. All right. That's pretty horrifying. Yeah, concentrate on the ceremony, please. Okay, sorry, that was just a little weird. All right, back to it. So, what are you doing? Like, what what is Kakabi doing right now to move this ceremony along? So, uh, this is. Uh, I'm trying to think of a way that this would take an hour and ten minutes. Um, but but basically, <laughs> it's a lot of like drawing rel- religious symbols. Um, so kind of not not really knowing much about Barovian, I probably would have drawn a few of like the um, the skeletal hand holding scales that um, that represents Kelimvor, and then the Baro- the symbol that was in the letter that the Burgomaster sent us. Oh, Strahd's seal? Is that Strahd's seal? <laughs> it was whatever... I don't know. That, that, those are like the only symbols I would associate <laughs> with... <laughs> with nice. Barovia. You would probably start drawing that, and then someone would be like, uh... Stop, stop. <laughs> that, stop I don't know what that. you think that is, but... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would just be making those symbols with the um, with the powdered silver, and then occasionally stopping and, and chanting something from a book in a a different language okay yeah so as you're waiting for the ceremony to end uh you can see tiny figures the same glowing figures illuminating the parapet up at castle ravenloft and then falling one at a time off the edge oh this is this is just weird <laughs> that just seems mean but all right well i guess uh, nothing to do about it all right let's let's finish this Thing and get out the, the least we can do is at least see to it that he rests comfortly for as long as he can. Sure. All right. Are, are you done yet, Cockabee? Um, has, has it been an hour and ten minutes? Yes. Okay, then yeah, I finished. And I cast Ceremony! Funeral Rite, which means for the next seven days he can't become undead by any means short of a wish spell. Nice. Was burying him a part of your rite, or... Do they have to hold? Yeah, on that? let's. That'll be that'll be the last bit. Nice. Okay. Okay. So you complete the burial, and as you all stand there and watch Cockabee, you know, like tamp down the last bit of dirt, Donovich looks at all of you and says, "You must take Irina away from here, or I fear the worst." And what will you do? Will you join us? I cannot. I Why have... not? the people of the town to care for and my son who I cannot move oh. why can't you move your son he's in the basement oh I'm sorry I, I thought uh, I thought Ismark was talking gotcha uh, do you have a recommendation on where she should go he says I yes the abbey of St. Markovia okay uh, where would you say that is Kresk Kresk okay where is Kresk uh, let me pull up the map for you guys. Can we get our hands as characters on a map at some point? I guess we haven't tried shopping yet. Is there a store in town? Uh, are you asking that? Are you asking them that right now? Is there a store in town? Yes. Okay. 
<laughs> as, as I recall, Kresh is over here. It's like the farthest point away from us on the map. He says it's the farthest point away from you on the map. Oh dear. Okay. And he marks it here. It was the Abbey of St. Markovia? That's Kresh and the Abbey is there. Well, okay. I mean, we... Well, we don't... I mean, honestly, I don't know about you guys, but I really have no clue what we should be doing right now. So that seems like a good place to start. And then we can figure out, sure. you know, if we can do anything or if this is just our new life now. I mean, we came here to help Irina, although that might have been a lie. But it's not like I have something better to do, so... Yeah. Now, Irina, and I, I look over to Irina and say, it, do you want to go to Koresk? She looks at her brother and at Father Donovich and then says, yes, all right. Okay. All right, yeah, sure, we can uh, we can assist with that. All right, right. Are you guys okay with that? I guess I should ask the group. Yeah. I'm good. I got like, nothing better going on. You know, I'm a, I'm a church guy, so going to a church sounds, you know, kind of good. Okay. Um, all right, well, let's... Let's stock up on some supplies first, and then, I mean, you should probably wait until morning to set off, but... Yeah. Yeah, let's, uh, why not? All right. Uh, he kind of, like, claps his hands, says, uh, you know, mission accomplished. We can, uh, let's wait until the morning, hit the shop, see if we can get the map or some other supplies, and then, uh, start, uh, heading out, I guess. Boy, this is going to take a while. So, Father Donovich sees you out. And as he closes the cemetery gate behind you, uh, Ismark and Irina turn to face you, and Irina whispers, Thank you. Of course, my dear. Uh, as you guys are walking down the street back towards the Burgomaster's mansion, uh, Ismark turns to you and says, uh, If you're wanting supplies, the place to go is Bildrath's Mercantile. The prices aren't fair, but you don't have any other options. Hey, by the way, while we got here, uh, what do you know about Mary and Gertruda? Ooh, good question. Mary and Gertruda. Uh, he, yeah. He shakes his head and says, oh, old mad Mary. Is she the one who lives just north of your house and screams constantly? Yes. Okay. That's a recent development. Does Gertruda exist? I don't know. So you've never seen Mary doesn't Gertruda. leave the house. I see. Uh, it seems like a lot of people don't leave the house. We've seen like three people in this whole town since we've been here. There are, you'll learn this, but there are two different types of people in Barovia. And some of them are like you and me, and others are empty. Hmm. Husks. Eisen says, don't make assumptions. He, he shakes his head and says, you'll see. This town is more people than a walk about the streets would suggest but they're not dead but that doesn't mean that they're alive either hmm do you mean that they are just like dragged down and defeated by by Barovia itself and, and the harshness of the land or or something else I I don't know I think it's more than that I mean so I, I'm asking are they born that way or is it you know something that happens to them there are differing opinions on that but I would I, I think it's that they're born that way. Hmm. Well, okay then. All right, we will keep that in mind. You'll see what I mean. I suppose we might. And um, couldn't you just tell us? He's. Just, I have told you. I. There. There are people here that are just empty for some reason. Okay. Um, all right. Well, let's. Uh, let's. Let's wait out the night at. Uh, at your place, and then we can hit the shop in the morning and uh, get on our way. He. Do you have any more twenty-five 
gold worth of silver lying around? <laughs> he laughs and says, I, I don't think so. And as you walk down these deserted streets, uh, you see, well, you hear it before you see it, these rickety wooden wheels rolling across uh, the damp cobbles and patches of mud. And through the fog, uh, you see this hunched figure pulling a wagon, uh, a little cart, really. Um, and as you get closer, the cart draws to a stop near uh, the door across from Mad Mary's. This stooping figure walks to the door and gently raps at it. The door opens. You can't see who's inside. The stooping figure shuffles back to the cart and grabs something, a little bundle, and shuffles back to the door and hands it inside, and you can hear the clink of coins. And the figure takes them and goes back to the cart and continues. Oh, hey, hey, he might be a merchant. Yeah, maybe he's hey, selling you, some supplies. Uh, yeah, do you have wares for sale? I'm, I'm, like, running after him. So, as you get closer, you see that it's not a him. It's it's an old crone. Oh, my. Excuse me, no, my I, dear. I did not mean to uh, offend My you. dearest apologies. Do you apologies. have wares for sale? She sets down the cart on its leg and says, Yes. Let me look at your stock, please. You must be new. Yes, I am. Well... Everyone loves my dream pastries. Okay, do you have anything else? No. <laughs> what What's to love about the dream pastries? Well, the dreams. Okay, I'm gonna look over to Ismark and Irina. They, they look at you and just shrug. They don't look like they're interested. How well do they keep these pastries? Oh, you'll want yours right away. Hmm. No, I, I, I don't think it is appropriate for the journey. But thank you. And Light of Dawn is not going to partake. All right. And she scans the rest of the group to see if there are any takers. Aizen's not a fan. Like, this seems sketchy. She smacks her lips, and you can see toothless gums underneath. And she goes... Aizen mm. buys 12. Yeah, you've convinced me. All right, I'll, how much for one? One. Silver. All right, fine. And I, I give her one silver. And she grabs it with her long fingers and reaches onto the cart and hands you uh, what feels like a, a little wrapped pie. Uh, I, I hand her the silver. Um, say, All right, well, I, I hope this is as good as you say. Oh, you'll be wanting another, I'm sure of it. Hmm. And it's laced with narcotics. <laughs> All right, they're definitely addictive. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll keep it around and feed it to Strahd later. Ah, <laughs> uh, better. And she takes her cart and begins her slow shuffle to the, the next house. Okay. All right. Well, that is enough fun for one night. Let's uh, let's get back in the house and hang out until morning. Hmm. Okay. You guys make it back. How's Arena looking? Is she is she thrilled about this? Uh, you know, what would happen? She seems relieved but tired. All right. Well, uh, I guess you should uh, rest up. We've got a, a long journey ahead of us tomorrow. She looks at you and looks at Ismark and says, Do we have to leave tomorrow? Does it need to be so soon? And well, What are you sticking around for? Ismark looks at you and nods. 
Are you agreeing with me? Are you agreeing with her? With uh, Irina, what, what do you want to stick around for? Or do you just not want to go? I don't. I just... I've never been anywhere else. Okay, great time to leave then. First time for everything. Mm. Go see the yeah. world. You'll gain nothing by staying around here an extra day. Let's uh, let's just let's go. All right. This place holds only misery for you. What should I bring? You have a sword. Yes. Bring that. All right. Uh, how about the horse and the carriage? No. Damn. <laughs> I've only ever read about adventures in in books. I've no idea what one brings. Well, this is gonna be just like those. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, bring, uh, you get, do you have, like, a, a pack? Like, do you have a, a blanket? You know, that, that would be good. Um, yeah, you know, if you got a, a water skin or, uh, you know, some salted meat, that's pretty good. Rope is always helpful. A towel. All right. Well, I'll gather everything I can think of now, and maybe you could help me make sure I didn't forget anything in the morning. Sure. And then we'll, we're going to the store anyway, so. Yes. Yes, you're right. Well, I guess we should all get some sleep. <laughs> we just woke up. <laughs> Back to sleep. I, I could sleep. I'm, I'm like a cat. I, well, I we're on two up. totally different sleep schedules. How's that going to work? We'll, we'll adjust. Don't worry. Okay. I, and I, I suspect this dream pastry will help, but I just start scarfing it down. Oh, nice. <laughs> okay. Uh, it looks and tastes like a small mincemeat pie. I'm going to need you to make a constitution saving throw. Oh, my kind of pie. Ooh, three. Man, you are you are rolling <laughs> hot today. <laughs> Used up all my good rolls on Sir Darren Grasby. Nice. <laughs> you die. <laughs> Let me ask, when you eat it, do you, like, do you take it out of its little wrapper and just eat it? Or do you have to pick it up and then run with it into a different room and put it down and eat it there? Uh, I don't get the reference. Because you're a cat. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, no, I just eat it right there. Okay. All right. Yeah. So you you just abruptly tear into this thing, uh, and then I'm gonna need you to roll one d four. Three. Nice. Again. Okay. You immediately collapse on the floor. Uh, what am, is it? Am I in pain? Uh, am I? Do I feel like I'm poisoned? So no, you are like blissfully dreaming. Uh, that you were in a, a joyous place, far removed from the evils of the world. Surrounded by balls of yarn. Surrounded by balls of yarn. Places. Right, yeah. There's a, a window with just a hot beam of sunlight coming in. Mm-hmm. I'm stretched out on the carpet and basking in the glow. There's a, just a yard that's full of, of, you know, birds that can't fly very well, garter snakes and <laughs> uh, small rodents. Uh, it's heaven. Yeah, and then to everyone else in the room, there's no sign of anything wrong. Like it just seems like he's sleeping. Like he just collapsed on the floor and started sleeping. He just collapsed on the floor and started like snoring a little bit and purring and purring. Yeah. Gosh, I, I mean, I guess we're all pretty tired. <laughs> Probably nothing wrong here. Should use eyes at the grave again. <laughs> All right, well, I'm, I'm resetting my sleep schedule. This worked out pretty well. Yeah, I guess uh, Felix, fine. I'm going to go to sleep. Okay. No, it's like, there's there's nothing wrong here. I think we'll just call it the night. Nice. Okay. So, seven hours later, so about, let's say, 10 o'clock in the morning, Light of Dawn abruptly awakens. Oh! What happened? 
I was in a far off land and it was so nice. And the rest of you uh, also sleep in till about that time and, and wake up. Hmm. Well, maybe we maybe we should get one of those bikes. <laughs> that could be that could be useful. I guess it's time to start packing. Yes, Irina, go ahead and uh, you know get your things together and let's uh, get ready to move. Okay, and Irina is wearing this like badass armor. You put a picture of her in earlier, and she looked great. Yeah, she looks like super cool. She does not look a lot like her brother. Well, their their father took some secrets to the to the grave. Didn't uh, didn't one of the letters say adopted daughter? Yeah. Did it say adopted daughter? Yeah, I'm pretty sure one of them said adopted daughter. Well, she is. She looks decked out, and she has a pack with her, and she has rope and a bunch of other items spread out on the floor that she is, you know, inventorying and trying to stuff into this backpack. All right, looks like you you pretty well equipped. Do you have a water skin? Uh, and she pats herself down and says, yes. Okay, how about uh, uh, rations and torches? Um, no to rations, yes to torches. But we'll get, okay. the, we'll get those from uh, Buildrath. And then do you have a, uh, a bedroll? Something to sleep on? Bedroll, yes. Check. Oh, all right, then you're probably good. What about, like, a mess kit? Like, okay. you know, a cup and um, some fork oh, and spoon, knife, maybe? That's that's a good idea. Um, and she goes to the cupboard and, and finds some sturdy-looking stuff and puts it into the pack. All right, great. She looks around at you and says, Do, do any of you need anything? Is there anything useful around the house? Yeah, let me quickly describe uh, all the contents of the house. Okay, go on. No, what, what do you guys need? I, mean, I don't know. Unless she's got, like, magic items, there's nothing really, uh... There is, a like, a pile of magic weapons and armor in front of the door. Um, oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. oh, nice. Let's, let's go through that real quick and check it out. Yeah. No, I mean, unless there's studded leather armor or something. Uh, I don't really have much use for anything here. Yeah, most of the stuff that we have is the stuff we would need for a road trip. Because that's yeah. what we were already yeah. on. Sure. Yeah, I think we're already kitted out. Let me look and see if there's any like random spell component things you might have. Yeah, but if you get your holy symbol, unless it's for uh, unless it's for things uh, that get consumed, spell that has a monetary value. Yeah. Oh yeah, or things that get consumed. Well, but even things that get consumed, um, unless there's a, a dollar yeah. sign next to it. Uh, no, I don't. I don't think she would have any of this stuff. All right. So. As you guys are going through all your gear, uh, Ismark comes up to her, checks everything over, and then pulls her into a hug and whispers something in her ear. And uh, she cries a little bit. And he says, you can still write. And I'll try to make it out there to visit you, but I just need you to be safe. Uh, she, She still seems a little weepy. And he claps her on the shoulder and says... Come on, you're you're the one who's always reading all those adventure books, you know. And yeah, she time to live the dream. She smiles a little bit, and he looks at the three of you and says, "Anything you need, it's yours." Do you have any horses? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> all right then. Thank you. <laughs> we will keep that in mind. He gives you a little pouch that has. 50 gold pieces and says this is all I can spare but I hope that it will buy you the provisions you need and maybe be useful in some other way 
I, I thank you. And uh, I'll just keep track of that gold. All right. Well, uh, I guess is there before we take off, is there is there anything on the way that we should watch out for or any anything dangerous you know of? He laughs a little bit and says, well, where are you going? Are you going to Velaki or, or Kresk? No, we're going to uh, Kresk. Ah. Well, you have a lot of ground to cover, and I advise you to stay near running water when you can. Be very careful at night, if at all possible. Stay someplace settled. Beware of the Vistani. They're not to be trusted. And just assume everything out there that's not a man is an agent of Strahd. Eisen looks at himself warily. <laughs> yeah, none of us are, are men, unfortunately. <laughs> well, okay. Alrighty. Well, let's uh, let's get to sh- the shop then. Uh, good to meet you, Ismark. I'm sure we will uh, meet again at some point. He shakes your hand, and he looks one last time at Arena and says goodbye. To this door. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing these inflated pre- We got 50 gold. Probably enough for like a french fry. Yeah, it's like a butter knife and <laughs> <that's it. laughs> some lint. I need to pee first. I posted a uh, link to the adventuring gear section of the player's handbook. So everything in that adventuring gear section is available at Buildrath's Mercantile. Uh, however, Actually, not everything. Only items that are lower than 25 gold in the table are available, but they're all 10 times as much. No. Oh my god. Okay. So as you as you walk down the road, Irina leads you to a building. Uh, the sparse light from this building spills out from behind drawn heavy curtains. A sign over the door, creaking on its hinges, reads Buildrath's Mercantile. An old man hobbles towards you with a gleam in his eye. And he rubs his hands against each other, and he says, Welcome. Take a look around. Eisen takes one look at the prices and then walks out the door and says, Let's, let's get on the road. You'll be back. Um, how, how much is this? How much is this fishing tackle and rod? How much is it? Uh, a gold. One gold. Ten gold. Oh, wait. Does it come with the rod? I don't see like a separate entry here for a fishing rod. Is it just the tackle? It says, "Oh, not not for these prices." <laughs> oh. He shrugs a little bit and goes, "If you want it badly enough, you'll pay for it." How how about some soap? How much is that? Two copper. Twenty copper. Oh, okay. I guess so. I'll hand the man twenty copper. He says, a bargain. And he gives you your soap. My man, what is your audience? Or your, your customer base? Who can afford to buy these things? He looks and says, you. you. <laughs> I mean, yes, I think I might actually be the only person in town who has enough money to buy anything here. How do you stay in business? He says, I, I do all right. Hey. Yeah, he only has to make one sale a year, so... Why does a chest cost five gold and a lot cost ten? <laughs> <laughs> Who made these prices? He just shrugs and says, I don't know. You you own the shop, sir. He says, I I charge what the market will bear. It's supply and demand. 
so light of of dawn is just gonna look at arena and say listen is there is there anything you need here <laughs> i'm not buying anything here she says no i need to get some rations but yeah we demand could, seems very low <laughs> we could buy that at the blood and vine blood of the vine whatever it's called. okay well th- let's do that uh all right uh good merchant uh you know bid you a good day good luck selling this shit to anybody ever <laughs> we leave he says if you want it badly enough you'll pay for it yes that, that is how buying things works <laughs> and with that you walk outside and across the intersection into the blood of the vine and Irina confidently strides to the bar and says eric eric what food do you have and that same slow simple bartender shows her a few things and she buys several loaves of bread and some dried meat and you know everything else he puts out that looks good and uh, starts tucking things away in her pack and says i don't have room for all of this would you like some and there are some potatoes and a couple of other loaves yeah sure I'll, I'll take some she said i figured it's probably smart to get as much as we can carry sure why not yeah, no, this will be this will be good. I I have um, ten days worth of rations right now, and yeah, maybe we can add some loaves and some potatoes, maybe if you got some potatoes. I do. So she all right puts her pack back around her shoulders and says, "Well, I guess this is it. Let's go." Hey, actually, are are there any places where we can like buy or rent horses or something in the area? We have no horses here. That's true. The one carriage we've seen was pulled by a person. You mean that there aren't any in town or in Barovia, like the, the country? I have never seen a horse. How about a mule? What's a mule? Stand out like a horse. Let's go. Eisen walks out the door. So, you guys walk, I assume, southwest, leaving the village on the path? Yep. Yeah. Okay. And, uh... It's about noon. Uh, it is overcast, and you've never seen it anything but overcast. But it's it's noticeably daytime. But you you've figured out by this point that everything is just shades of gray here, and so visibility is better now than it'll probably be for the rest of the day. But there's still a significant amount of fog clinging to parts of the ground. As you set out, uh, you can see woods uh, all to the north of you. Uh, past the village and you can see that to the southwest you're coming up on a bridge across a river does it does it seem sound uh hold on i'm pulling up my notes is there an internet troll living beneath it (laughs) it's covered in banyan roots Mm -hmm. uh my notes say that this river flows as clear as a blue winter sky through the valley it's roughly 50 feet wide okay we were told to stay near the flowing water if we can Anything about the bridge? Uh, hold on. I think something is mislabeled on my map. Let me... OMG. Let me clarify that before I do irreparable harm. My immersion has been ruined. There's a point on the map, Mart. Go here to kill Strahd. (laughs) Strahd, insta-death point. (laughs) My map is fine. The bridge appears to be sound. It's an arching stone bridge. Okay. Well, let's cross it then. 
Is that all we got? All right, yeah, we'll go for it. That's fine. Okay. You cross the bridge. Right. And on the other side, you have dense forest on both sides of you. Actually, let me... I think I have a cool picture of the woods. I can only get so spooked in one session, so don't, uh... Don't overtax me, please. No, they're really... They're really spooky. Oh, no. I would put the GIF in, but, you know, the server's not boosted highly enough for me to put a file in that large. <laughs> when we look down the road, is it like in Fellowship of the Ring where they do that uh, depth of field thing? <laughs> where it just seems like it's getting longer and longer as it stretches ahead of us? It's it's not quite like that, um, but you are plagued by the sense that you haven't made any progress, or you might have gotten turned around, even though that makes no sense. I go left, up, left, down, left. Mm -hmm. So, uh... Over the next couple, or I guess over the next like hour or so, the, there are a couple of bends, and you find yourself here. Oh shit! I meant to ask if they had a map at the shop. That was like the whole reason we went. I forgot. Oh my gosh! Yes, I forgot too. <laughs> well, we're coming up on a too late little now. town here. We don't know that though. <laughs> oh, that's true. Daytime random encounters in Barovia. Encounter <laughs> one through with two d six quick lights. <laughs> Does it say what it is? Yeah, you gotta go to private yeah. GM role before you. No, no, do it's that. more fun this way. Okay, guys, I think I'm ready for one through two d six twig blades. Well, you know what? Let's just imagine how scary that would be while I figure out how to do this privately. <laughs> Gosh, the first encounter that because uh, I did a random encounter when I was running Curse of Strahd, mm. it was this one. It was the druid with the twig blades. Yeah. Funny thing about Twig Blights, they've only got one HP. So. Uh, you know what? That might be fun then. Maybe we should do this one. Yeah. Uh, but I you know what? We'll, feel so we'll get through the flavor text first, and then we'll take a quick break while I set it up, and then we'll fight all the twigs. <laughs> okay. An old wooden gallows creaks in a chill wind that blows down from the high ground to the west. A frayed length of rope dances from its beam. The well-worn road splits here and a signpost opposite the gallows points off in three directions. Barovia Village to the east, Tserpool to the northwest, and Ravenloft and Valaki to the southwest. What? <laughs> Those directions don't make any sense. You know what, though? That's what it fucking says. <laughs> what? The northwest fork slants down and disappears into the trees, while the southwest fork clings to an upward slope. Across from the gallows... A low wall, crumbling in places, partially encloses a small plot of graves shrouded in fog. I mean, we want to go northwest, don't we? Believe so. We want to stay as close as we can to the yeah, water. Yeah, whichever way is back towards the river. Yes, that would be to the northwest, so let, uh, let's go that way. <clears throat> oh, and keep your eyes peeled, or I guess your nose is peeled, if we see some wild garlic growing. Well, this is a very dynamic-looking arena. <laughs> it's the best I've got on short notice. <laughs> uh, I've put everybody on a plane grid. Jack, he's only had three weeks to prepare for this, okay? Give him some, come some slack. And I, I did prepare quite a bit several weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> so what are the chances that there are actually Twig Blight tokens? I could send you something in paint. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please do that. I need a Druid and Twig Blights. I got the druid. Okay, I'll get the twig blades. Okay. I'll give you a couple. Nice. I'll just I'll just put the image in the chat. Hold on, hold on. I found some. 
Everyone can stand down. No, these suck. I'll wait for the drawings. I, I really... So, for the, for the listeners out there, there are two types of virtual tabletop tokens. There are these ones that look like real tokens, which are cool. And then there are these ones that are like just circles with portraits on them that are flat and they suck. And if you're lazy and instead of doing all the module stuff yourself, you buy the module, you know, with all the maps like pre-made and everything, they come with these, they come with the flat portrait tokens and I, I just don't like it. I assume it's so they can take advantage of the illustrations that are already in the book and just cut them out and put like a circular frame on them. Uh, but they're just not cool. Okay, what do we have? Nice. That looks really good. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I like how buff they are. Jack, you couldn't have made it a PNG with the uh, with the background missing. No, no, I couldn't. Have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. I think I captured the essence of a druid pretty well. It's it's all in the staff. Everything else is details. It's funny. I've got this. Um. I forget what brand it is, but I've got like a drawing tablet that I, I even got hooked up. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't spend the two seconds it would have taken to actually put it out in front of me and use it to draw something. Guys, I've got bad news. I'm uh, having trouble figuring out how to upload a token to select. Wow, what a shame. Yeah, so we're just gonna use the shitty ones. Uh, but you guys did a great job, <laughs> and we'll we'll post it on the late afternoon gaming OnlyFans. Okay. Uh, oh. Hold on, it's what? What does it say? It's like two d six. Two d six, yeah. Two d six. Okay, yeah. Can someone roll two d six? I got you, bro. Oh snap! Which one? Nine or or five? Take your pick. Uh, I'm gonna do both. <laughs> oh, oh my god! There's an army of twig blights. Okay, so <laughs> the fog closes in around you and starts swirling menacingly, and uh. The trees around you, like you hear this kind of scuttling, like branches rattling around kind of sound, and you see little shapes start to move through the fog, and and you guys do this cool thing where you go to like back to back, um, and the camera spins around, um, and a naked, menacing looking humanoid figure steps out with matted hair and leaves and twigs all over it and the figure says so I heard that uh, you didn't spend very much money at Bill Draft's Mercantile oh no a teamster's coming to beat oh, us no. up his prices were outrageous he's trying to strangle the, the money out of the poorer citizens of Barovia the, uh, this druid is holding like a wooden club and just menacingly like it's got a nail in it uh <laughs> you know like hitting his hand with it and he says well if you wanted it bad enough and a bunch of these like raspy twig voices from around you go you'd pay for it <laughs> in unison <laughs> oh no <laughs> the, the oh formation. man yeah arena better pull her weight in this fight i'll tell you what Aizen is more excited than he has ever been. Oh, yeah. Who wants to control Arena? Uh, I can do it. Go for it. I've got a bad feeling about this, guys. Okay, so, yeah. Uh, these, as the druid continues 
slamming the stick into their hands menacingly. The the blights uh, begin emerging from the fog, and they look like they're about to fuck your shit up. Uh, it says that her armor class is fifteen thousand, which I think is pretty. Uh, I, yeah, I think nice. that's accurate. Okay, good. Uh, I, I think okay, we should just attack. Yeah, I, I guess we'll we'll fix that later, but for now we'll just go with it. Okay, <laughs> she's invincible. Hey, so listeners, I'm I'm going through and I'm manually rolling initiative for every twig blight. <laughs> the screen is filling with dice. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, ice um, really good. This promises well, my to be modifier's not in here. The most exciting fight we've had yet this session. Mm-hmm. Uh, the action economy dictates that we should lose this fight. <laughs> We shall see. I can't wait for the next session when we all roll up new characters. <laughs> That's okay. I've already got one rolled up. I really like it. Okay. We get to start. Uh, Kakabi is up. Okay. <clears throat> uh, Kakabi is going to say, oh, oh, geez, this isn't looking good. Um, let's see. And I'm going to move over here. <clears throat> then I'm going to pull out my amulet. Uh, with Killamvor symbol on it. Uh, uh, I don't know. And I'm going to cast Bane at first level. And I'm going to target the Druid dude and then the two Twig Blights uh, closest to me. Nice. They need to make DC 13 charisma saving throws. Oh, they're going to crush it. We'll see how charismatic they are. By the way, Jack, I really love your Twig Blight. <laughs> the, the yeah, the one. second one is amazing. That definitely needs to get Spend posted. Spend a little more time on that one. Reminds me of your Delpa. Mm-hmm. Well, that one saves. <laughs> That's blind tool, man. Making a comeback. Okay, which ones are making it again? The Druid and then the two closest to me. So the two okay, that I'm picking. Okay, gotcha. So that was... Excellent. Okay, so this Blight passed. This Blight failed. Uh, and now I'm going to roll for the druid. Weird. Super fail. Okay, so everyone who failed, uh, any attack roll or saving throw they make, uh, they must roll a d4 and then subtract that number from the roll. Nice. Oh, uh, yeah. And I am concentrating on it. So let me find a good concentrating symbol. Light of Dawn draws his sword and, and runs immediately towards this uh, teamster boss shouting something about uh, you know exploitation or something and he just uh, he, he swings it swings his longsword at this uh, druid I'll strike you down with my invisible hand <laughs> yeah exactly that's 22 that should hit uh, it sure does okay that's gonna be six slashing damage and when uh, when light of dawn does this right he slashes catches you know catches a little blood on this guy his left hand starts glowing blue, um, and he immediately... I, I do a rune blast. When your offhand is free, whenever you hit a creature with a melee attack as part of your attack action, or an opportunity attack, you can blast that same target with arcane energy uh, originating from your runic inscription, causing an additional 1d4 force damage. So, an additional 4 force damage when that happens. Wow. So, I do this big slash, and then I... Uh, Light of Dawn puts his hand out and just this magical explosion washes over the druid. Uh, and he fights like a witcher. He's always like spinning around and doing crazy shit. Nice. Pirouette. <laughs> uh, so as you're you're fighting and spinning around, the, the druid is just 
in a really mechanical and blunt way, just trying to knock your sword out of the way with the club. And you keep slicing him. You're like, ow. And, uh, you know, he's not backing down, though. Light of Dawn says, you can buy a healing potion for 500 gold. <laughs> exactly. And for 100 twig blights to do something. <laughs> All right. Yeah, let's start rolling through these twig blights. I don't know why it selected the one that it did. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> these buttons don't make any sense. Okay, so... <laughs> for the listeners, we're just watching it go round. One, two, three, two, one... <laughs> No, no round. Round, <laughs> no round. round one. Oh, back to round two. Okay, twig blight. I got it. I got round it. Round two. What you gonna do? If you, okay. If you hover over it on the right, it highlights the token on the left. Oh, that's neat. I didn't know about that. So you yeah. can tell which one is which. I don't know which token it's highlighting. It's this one. It's the one directly to the left of Arena. Uh, for for the listeners, the twig blades are all ringed up around these, you know, penny-pinching characters. And <laughs> this twig blight just breaks into a sprint and heads straight for Irina Koliana. Uh, the Foundry character sheets have, like, no detail. They allow you to roll whatever you want, but they don't tell you anything about it, so I'm just going to make all this shit up. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm just going to roll this thing that says Claws. Okay. Uh, does a uh, six hit? It does not. It's below her 15,000 armor class. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, um, it lunges at her, and uh, with these twigs that are not sharp, they're just twigs, <laughs> it takes a swipe at her, and she flinches and waits for this hit that just doesn't ever really come in any meaningful way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when she opens her eyes, it is frantically brushing its twigs against her. It's like grass in the wind, like knocking against her greaves. She's like, "Oh, this is this is not a big deal." Okay, the next twig blight is up, and he is going to do the same thing, except run towards whoever this token right here is. Eisen. Eisen. They're just rushing in from all sides, and he's going to go for a claw attack too. AC fifteen. Oh no! Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. oh man! Natural twenty. Okay. Uh, other other players, what is a what does a critical hit look like when you get attacked by a small twig creature? It it flies up and, and does two twigs right up his nose. Nice. Okay. That's gonna be four damage. You had already been picking your nose, and this was just oh, the no, last straw. You, you have a nasty nosebleed. Oh no. So I, I imagine that you're standing there laughing. Um, when you see what's happening to Arena, and that enrages this twig blight, and it, yeah, jams those twigs right up your nose, and then you turn back to face the rest of the group after you've stopped laughing, and they're just staring at you, and you turn around, and there's blood dripping down your face as you have a look of horror in your eyes. Eisen starts screaming about his deductible. Okay, the next twig blight is up, and it is going to run straight for Light of Dawn. Here come those claws. Uh, does a five hit? It does not. All right. Uh, how, how do you how do you evade? How do you manage to steer clear? As it runs at me, it, it's got its like arms outstretched trying to get me. Uh, I wrap my uh, tail around it and just turn it around, and it starts 
it, it like gets disoriented and, and doesn't realize that it's missed. Nice. Okay, next up is the Druid. The Druid has sustained a little bit of damage already, uh, but it uh, bounces back and says, you're going to regret that. No, you will. And I'm going to go with Quarterstaff two-handed. We'll see what happens. Right, does an eight hit? It's going to miss. This is, a, this is a hard fight. Yeah, this is pretty tough so far. So he goes for an attack with the staff, and uh, my tail is coming back towards me. It, it like catches the end of it just as he's about to swing, uh, and he just whiffs completely. It goes like way left. Nice. I don't even notice that though, so I just think he's a big idiot. Well, he assumes a cool stance after he. It's misses. like he was just spinning it around. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, I, I <laughs> he was trying to attack me, missed, and just played it off, and I didn't notice. Okay, now this blight is up, and it runs and tries to jump over the blight that's next to the uh, next to the druid and mm. comes at you with those claws. I'm ready. Uh, does a nine <laughs> hit? It doesn't. These these rolls are something else. You guys are getting lucky. Because these twig blights are deadly. Under the right circumstances. For sure. <laughs> if there's a trillion of them, yeah. On average, they will do one damage per turn. You're, gonna, you're probably grateful by now that they're 14 instead of 6. Because that fight just wouldn't be any fun. <laughs> That's true. Okay, this blight is up. And it is headed for... Irina Goliana. Uh, does an 18 hit? Uh, an 18 does hit. I thought she had 15,000 armor class. She does have 15,000 armor class, but I was I was going to assume that I should divide that by 1,000. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that's two, two damage. damage. <gasps> she she staggers back, amazed that these little uh, little trolls can even do anything. Suddenly, this adventuring game isn't isn't quite what she thought it would be. It climbs on top of the other one and rakes its twigs through her hair and knots uh-huh. in some of it and really yanks. Ow. Yeah. She's like kind of being yanked off to the side. She's like all bent over and hunched and stumbling. Yep. Uh, okay. Next up, Irina Kuliana, surrounded by twig monsters. She uses her sword to like kind of hack at the hair, uh, like to, you know, get it out. Um, and then she's just going to try to kick one of them. Nice. So I'm just going to... That, that's flavor. I'm just going to do a repair attack. That's an 8 to hit. Uh, well, they have 13,000 armor. Mm, that's a problem. Yeah, an 8 will not hit. Okay. So she goes to kick uh, and just totally whiffs, and they're just cackling at her. All right. Yeah, they make this, this weird chattering sound. It's just like wood slapping wood. Gross. Uh, next up is a twig blight. And it just runs like mad into the center, but doesn't make contact with anyone. Next up, there's a twig blight. And this twig blight is going to run straight up towards Cockabee. Uh, and you know it's, he's... It's Bane, don't forget. Yep. You know he's coming at you with these... Oh, yeah, yeah, what do I have to do? Minus a D4 on the attack. Okay, gotcha. It only matters if it was going to hit. I don't think there's any way for me... It just I, I recommend just roll it, and if it's low, you don't need to do anything. If right. It, if it's in the threshold where it's within four of AC. Yep, you're right. <clears throat> okay, yeah, so that would actually would hit with a 19. Never mind. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, so how does that look? Are you, like, aiming your talisman at him? Kind of. So, like, it, 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 he gets close. I'm, like, I'm kind of distracted by... Um, arena getting attacked so i'm kind of like turned around and kind of focusing right there and then he kind of sneaks up behind me 
But at the last minute, I hear like one of the twigs crackling, and I t- spin around, and then he goes <laughs> when he sees the the bane go back on him. Okay. Uh, next up, we have a twig blight. <laughs> He's gonna do the same thing the guy a couple turns ago did, and just run towards the center. He's trying to get some action, but isn't close enough. Uh, after that, we have a twig blight running for the center, and then following on to that, wait for Next there. guy's uh, twig blight. Blight, comma, twig. Yeah. And then after that, twig blight. Uh, also coming for Cockabee. But this this time he's on the other side. <gasps> uh, uh, but I think you were using the spell on him as well, correct? Yeah, but I think he made his saving throw. Oh, no, you are correct. So you're doomed. That's it. I'm done, boys. This is it. You're going to lose concentration on that main. Hey, he should get flanking. That's right. That should be an advantage. You're right, you're right. Thanks for calling out uh, advantage on the enemy that's attacking your teammate. Yeah. I mean, it's just Kagabi, huh? That was a close one. No, no <laughs> dice. <laughs> it didn't help. I'm going to say he swiped at you, and you dodged, and then he swiped at the spot that you just dodged out of, and you just <laughs> give him a look like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Aizen is up. All right. Aizen is thrilled. And he takes out his battle axe, and he looks at the one that that uh, picked his nose. He just raises it up high, and that is a 14 to hit. That will hit. Perfect. Um, allow me to roll my damage. Although, if they only have one hit point, does it actually matter? No. Okay. I'm going to do it anyway. 10 damage. All right. This is the first Ooh. twig light kill. And it's and there's well there's about to be another one because oh guess what? Oh, also um I'm going into a rage, so I now have plus two melee damage with my strength weapons, which is great. Okay. But more importantly, I have resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage. So but, if if we were filming this, would there be that like bloodshot eye pulsing effect, like where the the corners of the camera go black and everything else goes red? Yeah. Yeah, and there's like some veins coming in from yeah. the side of the screen as well. Okay. Yes, that would happen. I'm also screaming, but with excitement, because thanks to my great weapon master attack, on my turn, when I score a critical hit with a melee weapon or reduce a creature to zero HP with one, I can make another attack. So I'm just going to kind of trot along to the right, <laughs> and I'll attack this guy now. Uh, Wait, it so. sounded like you needed to score a critical. Or bring no, it or reduce a creature to yeah. zero. Oh, okay. Which is nice when they're all one-hit kills. All right. Oh, that's a natural 20. Uh, that'll hit. Yeah, that'll hit. Um, he does an uppercut and splits the thing in half. Nice. It's like a polo swing as he runs by it. Yeah, the rest of you are being showered in twigs that are just getting everywhere. And Eisen says, oh, another creature reduced to zero. Hmm. And keep it continues to the right. Nice. <laughs> uh, ooh, 13. What did we decide? If you if it equals their AC, that's a that's a hit. That's a hit. Okay, that's a hit. Oh, good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hate to hate to lose my train here. Mm-hmm. Uh, wax it with the flat of the blade downwards nice. and uh, just drives it into a twig blight shaped hole in the ground. Sweet. And then down and attacks this guy. I'm curious to see if you can sustain this. You're, you're going to run out of movement at some point, and that's what's going to fuck you. That would have been the last thing, but it doesn't matter. That that was a 10. Rip. Whatever. I got three of them. So (laughs) what happens is you 
are really cocky at this point, and you swing your axe <laughs> at this thing, and it claps your axe head. That's my cheeks. It claps your cheeks. Uh, no, it, it, you know, you know, like people who don't know how to catch a frisbee, and they have to do like the the gator chomp. Yep. <laughs> pancake it. You got to pancake it. Got to pancake it. Yeah, and he does that, but with your axe. Wow, that's pretty intense. So yeah. he catches the blade. Catches it. Yeah, in his little twigs. Well, Eisen is happy at least that he killed these two, despite the fact that they are somehow still on the map. Well, that's just because. Uh, no, they're not. I see. <laughs> hey, Jack, not to be a big old rules lawyer on you, but on your turn when you score a critical hit with a melee weapon or reduce a creature to zero hit points with one, you can make one melee weapon attack as a bonus act. Yeah. So you can only you only get as much as one extra attack. Yeah, that. thanks for bringing that up, Shepard. I was looking at the same thing. But then I reduced another one to zero, and so I got another bonus action. Yeah, but you, you only get one bonus action a turn. Oh, I thought you only got one. I thought that was reactions where you were limited. No, bonus, actions, bonus actions are ones per turn. Well, never yeah, mind get, then. Because otherwise, if you have a bonus action spell, you could cast it a million times. Mm, that makes sense. Now, nah, I'm in, if we want to make that house roll, I'm down for that. <laughs> I, I'm sure that would play against us more than it played. Yeah, probably. <laughs> we'll let it go because I was uh, excited to see if he could get all the way around. But uh, he fucked it up, so it doesn't matter. And next up, we have a twig blight running in. And, well, actually, it's Cockabee's turn. Cockabee is up. Oh, sweet. <clears throat> okay, I am going to. Man, it's not looking good. I'm going to uh, attack this twig bite right here with my scimitar, the one right behind me, who almost hit me. With your skimmy. With my skimmy. My little, little skimmy tar. That is a solid 16 to hit. Four, seven slashing damage. How does he die? I, I kind of hurriedly turn around and slash him as he's kind of like trying to attack me but it's really more massaging the back of my leg um i just <clears throat> i turn around and like cut him in half and then i am going to bonus action disengage nice and go up this way you can do that because i'm a goblin nice yeah i can disengage or hide as a bonus action sick okay next up light of dawn i'm gonna do that attack once more with the long sword, 18 to hit on the druid. That will hit. That's 10 slashing damage with my sword. Uh, and then I'll go ahead and throw on another one force damage. You know, what's funny is that thing went bloody the first time I attacked it, and then it wasn't bloody, now it's bloody again. Hmm. Very suspicious. Hmm. hmm. The, the druid is gasping now and just saying, why didn't you just pay for it? Why didn't he just lower his prices? If, if you wanted it so badly. I, I would have paid for it. I know. Next up is a Twig Blight coming in on Irina Koliana with those claws. Miss. Okay. So this is, the, this is the first one that attacked, and he's doing the same thing. He's just ineffectually brushing his twigs over her. His twig weapons broke off, and so he's just doing these little twiggy stumps? No, he just has shitty twigs. Hmm. He has twigs that have, like, bloomed. He, his have leaves on them. Hmm. And it, like, it's very unwieldy. He's not really able to apply any pressure. They're not sharp. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next up, Twig Blight. This is the one right here. Uh, the one that is next to the Druid and uh, Light of Dawn. And he's going to use his claws. Uh-huh. Miss. 
He's still facing the wrong direction. He's the one I turned around with my tail. He's just swiping at nothing. Okay, well, the druid is up. The druid is up, and it is game over for you guys. And the druid is still baned, so... The druid is going to use Thunder Wave. Okay. Does <laughs> he wipe out his own little buddies there? Uh, except it says I have no available spell slots, so... Thunder Wave is a... Oh, yeah, that's the first level. How do I... Uh, okay, I'm going to try that again. Uh, he's going to use his quarterstaff. <laughs> okay. He gestures a couple of times like he's expecting... He, like, flicks his wrist, uh, and nothing happens, and then finally he just swipes his stick at you. Mm-hmm. That'll miss. He says, shit. Uh, next up, there's a Twig Blight. Uh, it's the one just to the north of Light of Dawn. He's going uh -huh. to use False Appearance. Okay. Light of Dawn is, is looking around, surveying the scene, and he, where he th was positive there was a Twig Blight, just a second ago, there's an innocent-looking shrub. Hmm. Curious. Uh, Light of Dawn pays it no mind. He's got bigger fish to fry. Mm-hmm. Okay, next up we have a Twig Blight, uh, and it is attacking Irina Koliana with his claws. Miss. Okay. It is also just raking and not getting anywhere. Good thing she put on that cool-ass armor before we left the house. Right? Yeah, and Irina Koliana is up. Uh, she is going to just try to golf swing at one of them with her rapier. Miss. She's new. She's still new to this adventuring thing. She's, she'll get the hang of it eventually. Yeah, it's kind of embarrassing. I think she she swings her rapier at it and just, you know, smacks it. No, you, you need to hold the other end. <laughs> She's looking at it like, oh, man. It's like someone looking down the barrel of a gun to see if there's bullets in it. You have the safety on. It's like that all gas, no brakes. Uh, yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, I wanted to die when I saw that. Okay, we got a twig blight up next. And this twig blight is fighting... Eisen. Eisen, that's right, with claws. Ha! Miss, but I'm still angry. I am worried that this fight is going to be harder for my twig blights than I initially thought. Add some skeleton or white archers in there. That should uh. Yeah. That should help. You hear a voice from the sky go, "Archers should do the trick." <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> a shambling mound comes out of the woods. <laughs> she. Don't do cold damage. And who knows what this one's weak to it. Yeah. <laughs> is that one also attacking me? Yeah, it's also attacking you. Okay, that is. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does 100 damage. No, that's okay. It I only take 50. 50. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Three damage, right. motherfucker. You mean one damage. Oh. Okay. The Twig Blight is up, and it's attacking Arena. You know, with its claws. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's a one. It explodes. Oh and no! Dies. It it tries to attack her too quick and just runs into her and breaks in half. No, she she heard Kakabi saying, "Use the other, hold the other end," or whatever he was saying to her. And as she's like turning around and trying to figure out what he's saying, she like accidentally steps on it and crushes. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Okay, uh, Eisen is up. Okay, he is going to make a weapon attack against the one to his right he misses oh doesn't that mean he loses his rage too yes <laughs> no 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 because no, i've taken damage yeah he was he was attacked oh that's right is right, it take right. damage or is it just that you were attacked it's it, it's taken damage and i took one damage thank god <laughs> all right my turn ends <laughs> next up we have a twig blight 
Actually, I'm going to use one of my cheats. I got the 20. <laughs> Are you serious? Yep. No. <laughs> Alright, what's this by doing? He's heading straight for Aizen. Aizen feels very loved. He's taking the hobbits to Isengard. To Aizen. <laughs> <laughs> I think that every time someone says Aizen. Uh, how does that 8 do? That's a miss. Oh. It's, it, it misses. It turns out it's really important to have a bonus to hit. Mm-hmm. And these Twig Blights are learning that the hard way. Well, they apparently have plus three to hit. That's not good enough. Hey, Duncan, I don't I don't think this Twig Blight is in the um, initiative order. Uh, I don't think this one is either, but you <laughs> know what? We're just going to let that ride. They glitched out. It's a passive. Yeah. That's the, it's the FLS. Yeah. It, it's sitting back, and it's it's got its clipboard. It's about to be <laughs> You guys are so paranoid at this point that you're looking around at these trees and going like, is that a Twig Blight? Is that just a really big Twig Blight? I don't know that we're paranoid about it because they don't they're not really doing much. So you are terrified. Oh. I'm telling you how your character feels. I see. And All right. If you're not careful, I'm going to tell you what your character does. Oh, no. <laughs> uh Kakabi is up. Okay, Kakabi is going to rush in again to help Arena out. Take a swipe flanking at this twig blight. Nice. Just a reminder for the well, I guess it's not a reminder. An introduction to my house rules for the millions of new viewers we have this week. It's a reminder. Uh, it's a, just a reminder for people totally unfamiliar with this. If the players manage to flank an enemy, they get advantage. Uh, sometimes the enemies can do that too, but I often forget. So it's up to vindictive players to remember in order to punish their teammates. <laughs> <clears throat> How else are you going to win at D&D? Okay, so does a 15 hit? Uh, it sure does. I charge forward and slice this guy in half with a four slashing damage. Uh, how does he die? Um, he dies as I charge forward and slash him in half with my scimitar. Nice. Light of Dawn. Light of Dawn's gonna attack the druid once more, staring him down. 17 to hit. Will hit. 10 slashing damage. How much? 10. One zero. How does he die? Uh, it's like when, uh... Uh, Leonidas' wife kills that one guy in the forum where all the gold falls out, right? Because mm. he's, he's you know, this money-grubbing kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, it's just like that. So I, I slice him. I don't do that much damage, but all, all of his money, his, his few coppers spill out onto the ground, and he looks at them wistfully as he passes from this world. An ambulance drives in, <laughs> and he says, take me to the hospital, and they say, if you want it. No, no, no. He, as, as he's dying he looks up at you and says i wanted it badly enough and and then i said and you just bought it (laughs) (laughs) he he looks really bothered that you butchered the line (laughs) i I messed it what was i supposed to say and you just paid for it come on man no 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 it's staying (laughs) i thought you meant bought the farm (laughs) i forgot what the line was Mind of Dawn says, fuck, but he's already dead. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I think bought it made sense. But I, 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 I liked it. Who, who wants a d20 that they can roll against one of Shepard's rolls whenever they want? <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> it can a... only be used for harm. <laughs> for evil. Perfect. All right. Well, I don't get to do my arcane blast because it's it's only against the same thing. So that's, that's it for me. You could... You can still blast the corpse. I blast the corpse. It goes flying into the river. <laughs> it just ragdolls horribly off into the sky. Nice. Like uh, like in Skyrim when you just get hit by a giant and <laughs> just fly a mile into the sky. 
Okay, uh, next up we have a Twig Blight, and it is going to attack Irina Koliana with its claws. Uh-huh. Hell yeah. We have a hit, ladies Ooh, and gentlemen. actually, no, this is fun. I can use parry as a feature. Irina okay. adds two to her AC against one melee attack that would hit her. Uh, okay, so it's not gonna hit. I parried. It, it goes to swipe, and, and she kind of spins the sword frantically and just, by coincidence, bats the, the hit off to the side. Very cool. It's like the first time uh, in Karate Kid when he, he waxes on or waxes off uh, one of Mr. Miyagi's hits. And he's like, oh, I get it now. Yeah. Yeah, and then she, she turns around, though, and looks at the rest of you to see if you saw her do it. Uh, nobody did. <laughs> no, yeah, nobody nobody saw even Cockabee wasn't watching. Yeah, no, I was. I was looking over. <laughs> Did she, she and she looks over to see if you guys saw just in time to see uh, Light of Dawn blasting this ragdoll corpse into the <laughs> river. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next we have a twig blade. Which twig blade is this? Oh, it's this guy by Light of Dawn, and he's going to attack you with his claws. Say your prayers. That's a mess. Okay. But how about this twig blade? Hmm. Uh, he reveals himself to not be a shrub after all. Oh my god. And attacks you with his claws. Oh. That's, that's, that's gonna miss. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought that was gonna land on 20. It's Irina Koliana's turn. Uh, having successfully blocked the attack, she's emboldened and goes, uh, she goes to smack it with her rapier. And that'll miss, I assume. 11. Yes, it will. Uh, she just slams the ground right next to it, uh, and uh, she lost all the confidence she just gained from <laughs> blocking that attack. It gives a deep, throaty laugh. <laughs> you gotta thrust with it, not slash! <laughs> uh, next up we have a Twig Blight, and it is going to attack Aizen. Flanking. Which is a name I'm really struggling with. Yeah, flanking. <laughs> it's not hard. The flank and spank. I, honest, I don't know why I keep wanting to say Zerkak. I don't either. 17. That'll hit. Three damage. That'll be one damage. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the rage continues. <laughs> it's okay. I'll probably miss. That's a good thing. So these twig blights, as their twigs become slick with Aizen's blood, <laughs> just appear to be becoming more and more powerful. Uh-oh. Even more powerful than before. My god. That will also hit. Does that one get advantage? Because it's not flanking. They all get advantage. Oh, snap. Another one damage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, they're whittling him down. Aizen says, now it's my turn. Because the, the point the point of the flanking thing is, if you get on you know, opposite or near opposite sides of something, it now has to contend with two things at once. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but Sergeant Zim, what did he teach us, Duncan? To always be on the bounce. Yeah, also, if they're not taught to fight as a team, then they're actually less effective than an individual fighter. Oh, right. So they should get disadvantage. But yeah, they actually have an intelligence of 20,000. Mm -hmm. Well, here's the thing, though. They drill daily as oh. a team. Oh. <laughs> they clearly, it's paying Yeah, the off. guy, the one in the top right that hasn't moved the entire time is a drill sergeant. The, the, problem, the problem is, you know, after, after this whole thing gets investigated... We're going to find out that most of the drilling was actually, like, general trainings on financial management. Yep. Uh-huh. It, it's, yeah, it's all classroom paperwork drills. 
Right. Paperwork drills. It's a lot of, like, motorcycle safety. Mm-hmm. Sexual harassment policy. Sexual harassment policy. Like, training on the ever-changing uniform regulations. <laughs> yeah. The new leave and pass policy. Almost no attention paid to, uh, you know, like, meaningful tactics. Yeah. Occupational proficiency. Be... Right. Uh, you know, we're going to find out that the twigs at any time could raise their hand and say that the training was making them uncomfortable and they would be brought to like a nearby tent and given, you know, a Capri Sun and uh, like a, a little puppy to pet uh, to de-stress them. All right, this has gone on long enough. No, no, no. I, I want it all in. I want it all in because really this is a podcast with a message. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to talk about the war on terror. Yeah, all right. So next up, we have a twig blight. No, next up is Eisen. Next up, it's Eisen. <laughs> next up, it's Zerkak. <laughs> so, Eisen will attack the one to the left. 15. Uh, that will hit. That'll do it, finally. Um, I'm going to roll my d12. Six damage. Uh, how does he die? So, having missed several times in a row, Eisen is just sort of kicking his feet out in childish, like, temper tantrum-type spasms and happens to just get a good knock on this guy and shatters his leg. Nice. Shatters the, the, the Blight's leg, I should say. Not his own leg. If I may, Jack, I think uh, when when he picks up his axe to attack the next guy, uh, the body of that Twig Blight goes flying towards this one that never moved, much like when... Uh, when you first meet Slave Knight Gale at the end of the world, where he, he like, uh-huh. throws some guy off his sword at you. No, it actually goes flying into the river and lands next to the druid. Oh. <laughs> he was just getting up, it hits him in the head, and he dies yeah. again. Nice. So, I will use my bonus action to do another attack. Ooh. That's a natural one. Okay. <laughs> what the hell is going on with this fight? Yeah, uh, Aizen dies. <laughs> Eisen throws his pretty close own at this axe point. into the river next to the druid. <laughs> yeah, oops. <laughs> yeah, so Eisen goes for this spin move, and he like he's going for a hammer throw, but he forgets to let go of the axe, and so he flies with it. Oh, uh, of course. <laughs> oh, that's how that works. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Physics. Into on. the river. Oh, no. <laughs> <clears throat> it's going to take you a full turn to come all the way back. Am, am I moving? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Kakabi is up. <clears throat> Alright, Kakabi's gonna... Sorry, go Admin note, we are like a quarter of a mile away from the river. <laughs> I know. <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> uh, you, know, you know what? This is a fantasy game, and oh. I'm, I'm the DM. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And it's my fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not you like your world or your game. This is your fantasy. <laughs> this is my fantasy. This is what I think about. Uh-huh. Kakabi goes to help Arena out against this elusive twig blight, but this one proves more wary than the others as he dodges Kakabi's scimitar. But Kakabi will round up his movement to move over here, which he should nice. have done before he attacked, to give Arena flanking advantage. Very kind of you. Excellent. Very tactical. Okay, Light of Dawn. Light of Dawn is going to use his longsword to attempt to attack one... Let's say this one. Twig Blight. 15 to hit? Will hit. Okay, so 
uh, he just, uh, I don't know, he hits it. I don't know, it splits it in half and he dies. Uh, and then he blasts its corpse too. And it goes uh, flying off uh, <laughs> straight. It it flies off into that gallows noose that you mentioned earlier and just starts hanging right. there. Nice. That's it. Oh, Jack, I just saw your Twit guy. That's great. Oh, you're a bit behind. I mean, I wish it was a PNG, but, you know. No, that's not my style. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> it's great, though. I, every time I see it, I laugh. <laughs> I love okay. the way you use curved lines when you do these things. It's so funny. <laughs> Just like Coxbubbler. Yeah, we're gonna. I'm gonna make that a sticker later. That needs to be a sticker, yes. Listeners, if you want us to be able to use more stickers on our server, you can boost it. Give us our money on Patreon and we'll use it to boost yeah. our Nitro we'll Boost our damn Discord server. <laughs> right. That will be our first purchase. The Twig Blight is up and it's going to attack Irina Koliana with its claws. Uh huh. That'll hit. <laughs> yeah, it will. My god. Did she die? <laughs> she did not die. Okay. But she is at half health. She goes, oh, man, this this fighting shit sucks. So I I imagine, like, on the way over here, you guys were teaching her a little bit, and you're like, listen, you know, this is how combat really works. Like, I know in the books you've been reading, like, it's this big dramatic thing, but in actuality, like, fights are almost always over really quickly. Mm-hmm. One good you hit. Know, it's all about, like, an early decisive hit, and this has just been such a slog. Well, really, it's only been, like... What, 30 seconds? 30 seconds of just high octane, just a frenzy. Adrenaline pumping, twigs flying. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and she is finding out that she does not have the stamina she thought she did. Mm-hmm. And this twig blight is fucking her shit up. It sure is. Next up, there's a twig blight, and it's going to attack Light of Dawn. <laughs> okay. With its claws. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> Does a six hit? Another miss. Nothing is hit Light of Dawn. I'm telling you that this is a scary combat. <laughs> I'm scared, that's for sure. When I saw that there was going to be, you know, 19 things in the, uh, in the initiative Yep, you track, thought, surely the scared. turn economy will kill us. Yeah. Well, no, I was just like, this is going to take forever. But it turns out turn economy only matters if the enemy is capable of hitting anything. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Action economy. Yeah, whatever. I don't. You know what? Don't never contradict me. Oh my bad. Irina Koliana is up. She's going to with advantage. With advantage. Okay. So what she does is, uh, she does a backflip and and soccer ball kicks this thing into the next zip code. Nice. It, directly yep. into. into no, into Goldie Him. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I need to make a. I need to make an actor for Goldie Hen. That's true. Yeah, no, but she just she just kicks this thing to the side in frustration as she's having trouble with her sword, uh, and it just its head stays in the same spot and its body just flies off to the left. Nice. Goldie Hen begins pecking through the remains, eating the leaves off of the twig blight. That's savage. Uh, now we got a twig blight up and it is attacking Zerkat. Eisen. Ivy's close with its claws. Is this one with advantage? No. Uh, nope. <laughs> I don't know why, but the, uh, the little attack window isn't popping up. But it grayed out the box, so I can't uh, can't select anything. Bad news, I think I'm going to have to kill this twig blight. Oh, no. Yeah, it, it died. <laughs> don't let this combat end. Uh, and now this twig blight is up. Oh, my God. Uh, 
Look, I'm sorry, guys, but the attack button's broken. Oh, um, I guess we just win. How does this fight end? They flee in terror. Um, they they managed to keep their resolve for a little bit, but once the druid was gone, they, they could only hold it out for a couple more seconds before fleeing in terror into the woods once they came. They all flee, chattering, I don't want it, I don't want it, I don't want it. <laughs> Damn Teamsters. <laughs> Gosh, well, that was really weird. I guess they really want us to shop at that store. Yes, they, they have not convinced me that it is a good idea. I search the druid's body for a map. <laughs> uh, he doesn't have one. But he, he doesn't have pockets, because he's naked. Uh, search his beard. Did he have, like, a map of Barovia tattooed on his body? No. His body was covered in fog. <laughs> oh, man. It's crazy. Okay. I say, Irina, are you alright? It looks like you took a hit or two or seven. She is pretty scratched up, but she looks at you and says, I, I see what you mean about combat changing you. I, I don't think this is what I meant, but uh, <laughs> sure. Hey, do we want to we wanna take a, a short rest here and, and get some lunch before we keep going? That way the people who are beat up can uh, can heal up, patch themselves up a little bit before we keep going. She yes. starts to cry and says, I've never killed before. Uh, you'll get used to it. Hey, it's okay, it's okay. It was only twig blights. They're like, they're not even really people, you know? You're the one that said that, you know, everything is evil here, so I wouldn't feel too bad about it. She seems uh, <laughs> reassured by that and just snaps right back to normal. Um, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. uh, she's now a cold-hearted killer. <laughs> oh. Yeah, we, we have a little picnic, and she can use a, a hit die to get some health back, I guess. All right, nice. Yeah, and I think that is as good a place as any to end our session tonight. Eisen cheers for his own success. He's really impressed with how we did that combat. Yeah, he did really well. Man, that might be the most fascinating combat to listen <laughs> to yeah. in a podcast that I've ever seen. There's going to be a lot cut out of that, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> I love the. There were just two twig lights that just never made it into the fight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like, they just like went into a coma immediately. That's all you need to know about that fight. I hope that. Uh, I hope that isn't a recurring villain that shopkeep. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he's just such a deep, complex character. I mean, it'd be a shame to leave him out of anything. <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay, so next session, hopefully next weekend, we'll. Uh, I guess we'll pick up with us traveling towards um, whatever might be at this little encampment here. I wonder if it's something important. 